Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and today is the WNR Three. It's the WWE Royal Rumble 2023. I am not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by the entire WNR team. Up first, by my side, for every WWE and AEW show, it is, of course, the fantastic Jaxi Scarlett. How's it going? Hello, hello, happy Rumble. Not doing too bad, thank you. Of course, there's a little bit of sulking going to be coming from me on this podcast, but we'll get into that. Yeah, I was going to ask how you do briskly to address this in a bit. A little bit, but that's about it. <laughs> Up next, our resident NXT expert and, of course, New Japan deity and the man who's actually there itself, or at the event itself. It is, of course, Monty. How's it going, man? Uh, I'm doing good. Still riding an emotional and probably a literal high from the Royal Rumble. But yes, I'm here and happy to be here uh, to talk about a show that's uh, definitely going to be pro- I'm probably going to be way too positive. We'll see. I'll gauge it. But I don't know. Like this is this is a special show in my heart here. So I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, well, it can't be worse than what we did for the Clash. <laughs> Like for me, you know. Yeah, you know, you guys were definitely having a love fest. <laughs> but like, you've witnessed history, and we. Were... Yeah, I think I'm, I was playing that royal quest, but but yeah, <laughs> that could have been just me. right. Well, like I said we're going to get into it as well. But last, but by no means least, adrenaline in my soul, every fall out of control, do it all to get him off their feet. Crowd is here, about to blow, waiting me to start the show. Out the curtain, lights go up, I'm home. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> My father said, when I was younger, hard times breed better men or women. You took it all away, I gave it all away. Can't take my freedom. Take my freedom. You change the game, a banner made in pain. I built my kingdom, but I tell you what, it's not my kingdom. It is, of course, Gina's kingdom. How's it going? What up? Hey, guys. <laughs> I didn't. I don't even know the song you were singing. Am I meant to know it? It's Cody Rhodes. One day. Song. He's definitely going to actually take a Gina song <laughs> one day, and it's going to be entirely dedicated to you. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know the lyrics of it, so I was like here thinking, what? I wonder why you were like that. I thought that's a bit odd. I've just sat out and got no reaction. You didn't know what fucking song it was. Well, you can start song, don't given, have lyrics. But I still appreciate it. I just go, adrenaline in, in myself. If I should have done the fireworks, like, <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe that. Need that's some fog. Don't I'm going to be sat here with my volume of lyrics next time just so yeah. I can recognise which one. Like whenever, whenever James is singing these songs, he's got like a fan and a cape on in the background so he can really do like a sort of Tina Turner in the wind, you know, caught in the wind type of thing when he's belting out this song for you, Gina. You need to start charging for these. It's the only reason That's I do this show. the only image I'm using now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, the only reason I do this is so I can sing a song. In the first like two minutes, I don't really mind about any. As long as we do that, it's fine. But we're going to go straight in today because it is the Royal Rumble, twenty January twenty eighth in San, Texas. The kickoff: Kayla Braxton with Booker T, Irish Kevin, and King. Not a lot happened, but we did see backstage. Roman was befuddled. He asked Sammy one thing: 
Why is he the child? Jay took responsibility low and Roman says, let's worry about tonight. Zayn was told to be on Reigns' hip throughout the... Uh, and again, interesting to see something like that on the kickoff <laughs> as opposed to anywhere else. Uh, but Monty, of course, you were there. So there are a few questions to ask. First off, first off um, how you got there and kind of what the queues were like for the merchandise and the, the prices. Okay, so... Uh... I we drove to San Antonio. It's about six hours from where I live. So, uh, yeah, you can, that was about how you can imagine it. But we love a good road trip. So I, had, I was, you know, I had plenty of snacks, plenty of music. It's a good time. Uh, but uh, you know, once we got there, and you know, getting the lines were, you know, very very long for everything. The superstore, we we got there on Friday, so maybe. Uh, we got yeah, we got there for on Friday, so they were doing like certain meeting greets, but maybe it was other things going out throughout the week because usually that's what happens for like pay per views like the Royal Rumble. They have other events in the city throughout the week or whatever. But at that point, when we got in on Friday, I think Cody Rhodes' merch was already already sold out. <laughs> <laughs> All the new everything that was new that said American Nightmare. You seen people already wearing it. You seen it already bought. So trust me, Cody Rhodes was definitely over. Uh, in San Antonio, uh, but the lines, I, uh, the, the prices were about what you would expect, probably a little heightened, you know, uh, but I didn't really buy, I didn't buy merch, so I didn't really even stick around for that, I didn't really care, I, I came with my own merch, I, I didn't really buy anything about that, I saw, but the lines were like to the, like around the corner long for a lot of this stuff, so yeah, people were buying uh, plenty of things, as far as the food go, the food, once the show started, now that was a little high, you know, uh, you know, uh, I don't. I forgot how much we pay overall, but like I think it was like almost six bucks for a bottle of water. So you can like you can think about it that way. Like high, it's high, yeah. it's a high price to me you for see, just a bottle of water. You can see why these so, events make so much money. Like it's over the superstore, uh, and even yes, on kickoff, they were saying yeah. that they were sold out. But I mean, you talk about um, your, your seats as well. What was the atmosphere like? Because Obviously, being at a WWE event is special, but the Rumble, there must have been either bigger kind of feeling. Oh, yeah. Once we got seated and everything calmed down, the, the atmosphere was like like you mentioned. We were People were ch- just screaming out woos like Ric Flair was around just for the hell of it. You know, just people were screaming and there's a lot of drunk idiots already before the show started. So the fact that we had so many people that was already wasted before it started meant it was going to be a fun night. Uh so it was the environment was great. It's just like you said, it was special. You know, even waiting in lines, the conversations you would stick up, you know, pick up with people. You could just tell people everyone was excited. Everyone was trying to book the Royal Rumble and tell us, you know, what why Cody shouldn't win or why Cody should win and why what Sammy's gonna do. It was just it was just a lot of that going on. And I really learned just how much a lot of the your average casual fan and WWE knows, and they don't know a lot. They really don't. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> they don't know a lot. I was surprised. I was really surprised. And then, then I started to realize, oh, I'm the weird one because maybe I know too much <laughs> because they're, they're just here having fun. It was so many people, uh, and I'll explain this later, like when the women's uh, Royal Rumble, so many people that just had no clue almost about the current product. You had people cosplaying as Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. They're just there because it's a big WWE event in their town. So that's just how big the Royal Rumble is when it comes to like mainstream. A lot of a lot of casual people were there. It wasn't a lot of uh, you know, die hard people that you would think that you could sit down and have conversations about pro wrestling uh with. So there's a lot of different types of fans, a lot of kids, 
great family environment. I met a little boy who wanted to take a picture with me just because we had the We The Ones merch on. So shout out to you, whoever you are. I should have asked for your name, but it was fun. And he's going to grow up with a memory of some weird guy <laughs> in a We The Ones hoodie. Why have you got a picture of you? He's like, hey. Guy? <laughs> right. He's definitely going to forget why we took that picture. And I'm, we threw the ones up, though. I hope, I hope that. Hope it ages well. <laughs> well, no, you did answer. But, the, you did answer the question. I'm glad. <laughs> so yes, idea. yes, yes. I had a We the Ones hoodie on and a, a God Mode T-shirt under it. So <laughs> I was bloodline down. And she had, she had. My wife has an honorary Oos hoodie on. So we were, we were, you know, we were repping the bloodline. A lot of people were too, by the way. That was actually that was the most seen merch that I saw. That was current. It was a lot of different merch, but as far as current talent goes. Bloodline blew everyone else out of the way. And if you want to see any of the pictures or videos, um, mind them on, yeah. the, on Twitter and you'll be able to catch it all. But we'll talk about as we kind mm-hmm. of go along. Uh, whilst you were there at the event, we did a live show and Jackson and Gina really enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they did. Uh, but we did get a good uh, reception from it as well. Uh, a lot of people asked, well, telling us the crazy where a, a couple of them, I, I didn't they realise was dead. But again, like I said, it's just like casual. <laughs> Some of them, oh, I don't really know. But uh, we're going to, like I said, the Rumble. And we had the opening uh, video. And it was nice of Double J to do the opening. You know, like I said, he's a busy man with AEW, of course. But I, I uh, average Rumble video, I would say, concentrate more on the matches than the Rumble. Maybe that's a little bit different. They usually Cole and Graves and commentary. But of course, Pat is back. Michael marking out for Pat. Guy love. I mean, Jackson, when Mike, Michael's little face, when Pat McAfee or... Mac, no, how do I pronounce it? McAfee. I'm going to say Pat McAfee. Michael Cole's little face. It was a beautiful <laughs> moment. Oh, do you know what? You should have seen my face. But I actually did not realise how much I missed Pat until I saw Pat coming out at the Royal Rumble. I definitely had a fat smile on my face and I was like, nah, get let's get let's get Pat back on a full time basis. Please. Uh really, really happy and I've got to say his commentary from beginning to end throughout the Royal Rumble, spot on. Absolutely loved it. Like Pat is in a, a literal mood on commentary and I love it. Yeah, I did. Oh, well, we'll get into that in a little bit, but I did think it's a point that, that Michael Cole's best. You know, when it's like you've got a friend, but then his best friend shows up. I thought I was your only friend, Cole. Yeah, I thought we'd just. <laughs> he was like, looking at Michael Cole like, the audacity of this bitch. But Pat... You got a friend? Yeah. Pat Lenny did himself in with a chair as well, which is always a little bit dangerous. <laughs> you were all easy. Oh, my God. That scare me. I thought he was just going to go straight diving into the freaking audience or something. Well, easy, yeah. But we started with the men's Royal Rumble with, of course, bonus points on the line. This is going to be so it's gonna be so much fun or, or terribly bad. And I just basically, I've done this a little bit this year, I think, with the Rumble. So we'll see how it goes. If it doesn't work. Uh, so here we go. So number one is Gunther in his first Rumble. Of course, Gina and I fought Cody. Uh, Jack C fought Bobby Lashley. Balor. Why? why what is wrong? Group, eh? Well, who, everybody knew uh, it was going to be Gunther. I Come mean, on. it was obvious. It was obvious. <laughs> Obviously, only not to us, though. No, no. And then, of course, number two was Sheamus. It was fight night. And, of course, let's not forget Sheamus won a rumble in the 2012 edition. It sounded like a big pop. Was I right, Monty? I mean, you're going to be in with the crowd, aren't you? So Yes. 
100%. We were screaming for Sheamus, all of us. At this point, it was the head up. We, we were even shocked that the Royal, the men's Royal Rumble were leading it off. So we were kind of like amped up. Like I know it's particularly in my section, definitely we were amped, amped up. We even popped for Gunther. It probably didn't show up as well as Sheamus did. But like we were happy to see him too. So I think we were just into it at this point. Yeah, like I said, the men's rumble to start was was a kind of big deal, and everybody was kind of invested. Uh, it's great to see Sheamus and Gunther go at it again. Miz was number three in his fourteenth Royal Rumble. What? How old am I? Like fourteen rumbles. And this has been like Macho. Kane's record like, is in trouble. Macho's only like five, but I'm sure like, that doesn't make sense. Fourteen. Uh, Kofi at four again. Great ovation. Fifteenth rumble from uh, for him as well. Fifteen. Yep. Johnny Wrestling was number five. Trying to prove to Jaxi he's not overrated. Uh, what did <laughs> Johnny's performance? Did, did he impress you in the Rumble, Jaxi? Uh, did, 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 well, I'm going to ask you, James. <laughs> uh, what do you think he managed to achieve during his time in the Rumble, James? I, I think he had he lasted half... 40 minutes. Exactly. 40, mm-hmm. Thank you, Monty. Listen, 40 minutes. Yeah, Monty. I don't know if he eliminated anyone. Every time I saw Johnny... He was like in another painful position or being beat upon by two or three guys. So I don't oh know, like God. basically Johnny got the Johnny Gargano award for most pain in the Royal Rumble that uh, that evening was Johnny Gargano. <laughs> I think you find Kevin Owens is going for the award later, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I said just the Royal Rumble. We're not talking about the individual matches, right. just the Royal Rumble match. Monty, she was like this on Saturday. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> So Miz got hit. With I saw the te- people talking about our pop for Gargano too, and I want to blame his theme song because yeah. once we saw his name on the board, he was like, "Oh, hey, it's Johnny." The theme song yeah, sucks. Like, yeah. Original one from NXT because I feel like yes. he get more of a bigger pop, and I actually liked it a lot. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's way better. With Champa's music, like bring Champ old school Champa back, bring NXT Champa back, and bring back his badass music so he can walk like a badass down to the entrance like he used to do in NXT. Well, Please. Once, once we get onto NXT, they've changed an area. Yeah. I, I just, I just. Uh, but like we said, Miz got hit with a 10 or 20 beats of the Finn Balor and was the first eliminated. Six was Woods. It's weird how tag teams are drawn so close together. Uh, but Gina, would you agree that the wheelbarrow butt slapper is why we love the New Day? You know? <laughs> I mean, that was just brilliant. That was one of my favourite parts of just New Day, just coming and doing that. Especially because part of me was like, but they're the chance together. So why are they even going to attempt to just fight one another? Especially when there's so many other men in there to fight. I get it if maybe mm. there was like just the four of them. But I was like, this makes no sense. So why the hell would they do this? And the minute they like just slapped each other's butt, I just, I just wet myself. Yeah, this is are. why the yes. new day are still hot because they just <laughs> keep they they keep bringing this. that entertainment and it's not old. Just, you know, we got we got to try this, isn't it? Like make yeah. that our new signature. <laughs> We're definitely going to try that. <laughs> no, that's a sign. <laughs> yeah, honestly, AEW Monty, trust me, I will keep them to their word. <laughs> if, we, if we uh if we manage to perfect it, then maybe. We'll, we'll do a video recording that, to share that, that on Twitter. That will go viral but, if that yeah. happens. <laughs> but anyway, we get number seven. James, uh, have more support for your team, yeah? <laughs> number seven. Just a few vodka shots and I can get myself there. To I'm be fine. fair, I forget. 
<laughs> yes, no, it's, it's true. It's true. You'd be grabbing me and doing it. That would be that would be the issue. Uh, and his seven was <laughs> seven was carrying. I'm not winning the rumble with this number cross. Uh, nice exchange between him and Gunfellow. I'm glad Chad Gable got on a rumble. He was eighth. Oh fuck it, my man McIntyre, who seems further away from Rinland Rumble since his return was number nine. Drew got payback and crossed. I didn't know he was still annoyed. Isn't that weird how things happen like that? Uh, <laughs> Comfort and Drew had a great exchange. Number 10 and a third of the way through was Legado, Legado, Santos Escobar. Monty, I know you've seen the Rumble, but I was really jealous you got to saw him. Saw him. We shared him. In- <laughs> you, you get right? I, I feel, I'm a proud papa, man. That's what you feel like almost, watching him. You know, I know he's probably been doing this a long time anyway, but since yeah, his hard. NXT run, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, watching him, you know, cruiserweight champion to now in the Raw Rumble. Great progression. And then 11 was Angelo Dawkins. Gunther took out Woods. And then Kofi, uh, who hit a chair. I thought something would happen. And then about 20 minutes later, when oh, no, I guess he was eliminated <laughs> then. Um, this <laughs> he tried. He failed again. That's what happened. <laughs> it's a bit disappointing, though. I mean, Jaxie, second year in a row, Kofi failed. Um, Try to take the rumble. Should he just have a normal rumble yeah. next year? <laughs> I think. I think. I think we've got like we've got to take that pressure off of him because there's always this added pressure of him like outdoing himself from from the previous rumble. And I think in the in the past. When it wasn't so heavily relied upon, that's when it worked. But it is like the amount of pressure of not only executing the move, but making it look good and making the audience believe that he is still part of it. Like Michael Michael Cole trying to sort of prolong it, being like, no, because there's still one one foot on the chair. The chair is on the motherfucking floor, Michael. Like, he's out. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's... let's Let's not keep adding this pressure to Kofi as if it was as if it's Kofi's fault for when he does fall and he doesn't land how they want him to. You know, it, there's so many factors that uh, like are in play at this point. You know, this is a, this is a live recording, so it's not like it it could be easily redone again to the point where he he manages to get it. This is done in front of thousands of people, so there's a lot of added pressure on on him to actually execute it. And then you know if if things had been different, then maybe he wouldn't have had as much pressure behind him. But with a certain tyrant back on the uh, executive board, you know, there's a there's a lot of like anxiety going around uh, with each of the wrestlers, um, n- really not knowing how much um, how much power he has uh, in this company. So, you know, I think that I think we just need to take the pressure off of Kofi because if anything, I felt more. <laughs> That is a lot of pressure. I'm not going to lie. I felt more for the fact that Kofi, like, was purposely eliminated just to, you know, get, try to get that, oh, no, he wasn't eliminated pop, rather than actually letting him have a good, decent run in the Royal Rumble and making us believe that he could, you know, win the Rumble. Like, we just need to, like, stop. Let's move on from it and let Kofi just wrestle in the Royal Rumble. Bad doubt. Well, so another many thing, the... he successfully do, done it at least like what ten times. Yeah. So he's he's trying to be creative. It's like how many ways can you save yourself without doubling back? You know, like you know what I mean, like we, we with the expectation of it being like you know year in year out, and like him like you know do, getting more creative with it. Um, it is adding that pressure on. So let's just kind of take that off now. Let's. I'm not saying let's forget about it, but like let it happen. Like. 
you know, every other year or so, like let it randomly happen where us fans don't know that like he'll be able to do that again. Do you know what I mean? Like let it flow. If that's the best way to describe it. <laughs> let it flow. Let it flow. You know, cold. With so many in the ring, we needed a pallet. And number 12 was Brock Lesnar. And the crowd went banana. Uh, Rampage eliminate Santos Dawkins and Gable. Gump from Brock faced off with Lesnar. No selling a chop. How dare he? Monty, Brock coming up. I, I mean, even if you go like, I'm not a huge fan of Brock, you're losing his shit when he comes out anyway. <laughs> Yeah, everyone everyone lost it. Also, the timing of it. I think, I think every, everyone knows when that beat hits, shit is getting serious. So the fact that it was, it was that, that like like you said, entry number twelve like, or whatever. Like yeah. the fact that it was that early, we was like, ah, okay, the stuff is getting real quick. I knew something like you mentioned. The ring was kind of getting full. So I was like, someone is gonna come clear it out. But I didn't. Yeah, when you when that music hit, it's just something about it, and everyone just like you said, lost it collectively so uh it was awesome you know to experience it live because like you said it's nothing like it right and then the face off of gunther as well which again i know gunther's on twitter yes and we were hot for that i think we all wanted them to to, yeah we were hot for this it's gonna be awesome and then bobby was 13 unlucky for some but lucky for us bobby eliminated brock a great moment for lashley brock lasted three minutes bobby then ran through seamus drew and gunther that is scary. I mean, Gina, Bobby Lashley having his moment. I know we all love Bobby here, but it, must, it was great to see him look so dominant in that couple of minutes. Yeah, it was about time. Like, Bobby is a king. And, like, I just, I've been annoyed with how they've been booking him recently. So get even him just getting those, like, three minutes of just bossing it is well-deserved. And I hope everybody else was enjoying it. They all seemed lit at the ringside, so they seemed to be enjoying it. But... No, I was so pleased with the with just Bobby's little part in the in the rumble. Well, Brock was angry and took his frustrations out first on the announce table. Was still, that's what scared to shit. Commentary team as well. I think they knew what was going on, and then took it out on Corbin, who was fourteenth. Halfway through the rumble, Monty's pick, Seth Rollins, was fifteenth. Baron Corbin lasted seven seconds. Official Seth dumped him out. Otis was sixteenth. Ray was 70th meant to. Uh, meanwhile, Seth managed to eliminate Bobby, which I think was a bit of a shock, actually, like to talk about Bobby. 18 was Dom, who had Ray's mask. Um, I mean, oh, Jackson, I wonder what happened. You know, no Ray. Do you think it was lazy, though? Do you think they should have shown something with Ray? I think it was lazy. No, I'm really, I'm really not going to lie. You could have easily had Raymond Mysterio's music playing. He not he no show, and then randomly Dominic Mysterio turns up and he's taken his dad's place. I'm sorry, but you could have given that spot to anyone: Dolph Ziggler, Bronson Reed. Like there are so many wrestlers that was missing Sammy in this Zane. world. Yeah, yeah, yes, Sami Zayn. You know, like. <laughs> Even Solo Sokoa could have been in there dominating. You know, like you could have had, you could have just given that extra spot to someone else, especially because Dominic comes out immediately after at 18. You literally could have just had the son take his dad's place and be like, Dad's nowhere to be found. I'm a Mysterio. I'll go. Like, I just thought that was lazy. Were you disappointed, Monty, that it wasn't Ray Mysterio? Did you expect a little bit more? Maybe like a surprise entrant at that point. I didn't get disappointed until I watched the rewatched the broadcast and didn't see a video a video because I think us people in the crowd we were just like maybe they aired something 
earlier, Ray getting attacked or something. Like what we did, we were so confused. And like, do you understand how disappointed the people in San Antonio? Let me tell you this one. That morning, Saturday morning, Ray Mysterio at 9 a.m. was doing meet and greets. Like he was the one they sent in town to meet for fans to meet. San Antonio loves Ray Mysterio. You can tell that, by the way, we all blew Dominic. <laughs> how we, we kind of, you know, treated Dominic. Yeah, but yeah, you're going to go and sign some stuff at 9 a.m. in the next morning. Like, seriously, that even that pisses me off because you're just like, okay. So like, so exactly. They're marketing him in the town and then he doesn't even get in the Raw Rock match. It was disappointing. Right? Yeah, very disappointing. Well, anyway, we missed Otis being chucked out of the Rumble by Drew and Sheamus. 19 was Elias, who used to be. He guitared <laughs> Gumpher, but was bro Claymored and chucked out. I mean, if these two can work together. But no, I'm not going to get my hope. Uh, 22 first through. <laughs> Finn Balor, uh, 21. Can you dig it, sucker? Booker looks great. I mean, Monty, not only NX, but a true Texas legend as well. The, like yes, I said, sir. It, it must, what a moment. Oh, man. I, I was so, man, it was so, I was mad at myself because I was like, why didn't I think about it? Because he still wrestles. He still, like, he shows, he sends a picture from his wrestling promotion down in Houston all the time. So uh, I, I knew he was still in good shape. So it made so much sense. But, man, uh, it was a moment, man. It was so special. It was one of those things. I was mad at myself. I was like, I, I got his entrance, but I did not get a chance. I didn't get a chance to record him doing the spinneroni, but I saw it with my own eyes. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna value the memory that I watched that spinner like that. It was so special, even though he only got a chance to, you know, he just like he get got his greatest hit. Uh, and then Gunther, you know, handled him. But the spinneroni, man, the uh, being able to at least see that with my own eyes, be in the crowd and just lose our minds collectively, it was a great time, man. Without a shadow of a doubt, it's brilliant. And another thing as well, watching it uh, as we were, seeing Seamus' reaction. <laughs> Seamus loved it as well, if you go back. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's also mad at Gunther. He's like, what you do that for? You was born get book. Like, why you do that? <laughs> like I said, but Gunther did dump Booker out. See you on NXT. 22 was Judgment Day was complete with Damien Priest. 23 was Montez Ford. Uh, he didn't last long as um, Judgment Day sent him and Johnny out. Like I said, Johnny Garner did last 40 minutes. And on this day, Edge was 24. He speared and eliminated Priest and Balor. And Seth reminded the rated R superstar he was still a threat. Uh, Judgment Day, Edge, and eliminate him. I mean, Gina, this is a little bit, you know, like I said, I thought maybe Edge could last a little bit longer, but it makes sense, I suppose, Judgment Day, eliminating him after being eliminated themselves. I mean, yeah, to be fair, I wasn't really mad at Edge not being in the Rumble for long because Edge did have kind of his time to shine in the Rumble when he did make his kind of big return. Um, and I feel like Edge's story here is is mainly with the Judgment Day. We we kind of don't see him in that WrestleMania main um, title shot picture this year. Um, nobody kind of was seeing it that way because his storyline is still linked to the Judgment Day right now. Mm. So for me, I wasn't too disappointed that he wasn't in it for long because that meant I could give my attention to others when I knew that Edge's attention was mainly going to be Judgment Day. Um, so, and I think it was their way of telling us that this is still an ongoing story at the moment for yeah. for both parties. But it was also shout out to my girl Beth. Well, <laughs> so we can add that because twenty five was also theory. But as he was coming out, Edge fought Balor and Priest to the back. Ripley attacked. 
But yeah, Beth Phoenix for turn and speared the hell out of Ripley. I thought, why did they do it there? But obviously, you don't want to do it in the Rumble <laughs> because might not, you know, win or wherever it was. But Beth looked fucking you know, like ready for action. She did. She just looked like the Glamazon we all knew her to be before, but like evolved, you know. So yeah, she definitely looked good still. And she put Rhea on her ass. And again, for me, that was a nice little bit of possible foreshadowing, maybe, like in terms of what what's going to happen in the in the main uh, women's rumble. Because you know, is Rhea injured? She's going to be too injured to take part in this rumble. Even if she does take part, how long is she going to be able to survive it? So it's a lot of um, a lot of nice planting there as well. I think. Yeah, and Monty, who did people pop more for? Was it Edge coming out or Beth? It was it's probably a, a little bit of both. I don't know. I, I want to say Edge because that it's just something about when that music hit, yeah. and because like everyone was singing the music and all of that, so it was just it was a great time. Like we had we had our, we had a karaoke section basically, just singing the song. So it, we had a little too much fun when Edge came out. But Beth definitely, we were definitely excited and happy to see Beth. But I also was worried personally myself. Uh, because I was like, I chose Rhea. I'm like, how, now how the hell is this going to affect the Royal Rumble, if it does at all? So it, it was definitely an interesting timing, but it was great to see Bill. 26 was a Nigerian giant Omos with a good draw, but no chance. Omos chokeslam Gumpf impresses. 27 was Braun, and he uh, won the Battle of the Giants, taking out Omos. We wonder who Triple H likes. Ricochet got 28. The only man to win a match to be in the Rumble. He deserved the number. He deserved number 30. Jaxi, no one else had a match to actually be in the Rumble, <laughs> apart from Ricochet. Is that fair? I mean, you know, you have Ricochet sort of like winning here and there when no one actually believes he's actually going to pick up a win, and yet you leave him off the... Off the... Like you, le- well, yeah. I don't know. I didn't really understand. Like, obviously, when we talk about what what then transpires on Raw and stuff like that, we'll we'll discuss a bit more. But I didn't understand why you put him in that spot with Logan Paul to then like not like follow through with anything because clearly this ain't gonna result in anything. So, what was the point? Yeah, well, the Banger Bros double team Braun, which is usually something else entirely. Um, Drew being the biggest fucking idiot going, decided to save Sheamus over main event in Mania. You oh fucking idiot. You two need to just go find a room because <laughs> they're acting like a fucking couple in the in the Royal Rumble. Like, you do realise that this is not a tag team Royal Rumble. Why the fuck are you still got, like sticking together in this point? This is the one time where it's all about you. Like, it bothered me. Yeah, well, Gunther dumped them both. And not many surprise entrants, but Logan Paul with a much more negative reaction than the last time he was in WWE was 29. And number 30. So it's either going to be The Rock or Cody Rhodes. I wonder who's going to be. It was the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. I think the pyro should have tipped people off maybe the result of this match. But, I mean, Monty, again, counting down and seeing Cody return, it must have been a hell of a yeah, it was special, man. Uh, I, you know, I can already see them getting the smoke. That's why I mentioned the fog machine <laughs> earlier. They were getting the fog ready. So we all knew once, uh, you know, once uh, Logan Paul came out, you know, what was going on. We was, You know, we kind of gave him the hard time he properly deserved. Uh, but, you know, mostly because when you when you have that wide pool of possible surprise, you don't understand. People in the crowd were, were saying, oh, Stone Cold is going to show up and all of that. So... Logan Paul is a hell of a downgrade <laughs> when you think about it that way. 
but anyway, it was awesome, man. Like you said, counting down. Like I told you guys, Cody sold out merch. Uh, everyone was was very, very much into his return. You know, uh, and he, he it felt different. You know, it's it's only one other entrance, in my opinion, that kind of felt the way Cody's entrance felt in that arena, and that and that's the one in the main event that we'll be talking about later. So, uh, it was it's just it was a buzz, like you mentioned, a buzz. Everyone was singing. Uh, another time where we're getting karaoke on, singing Cody's song. You know, though, especially the whoa, whoa, whoa part. Even if you didn't know any other words, everyone's ready for the whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. Yeah, the kids were having the time of their life. Like, it was a great time. It was a great time, man. And like you said, it was special. And you could tell he when I watched the broadcast back, you could see it in his face that it was special to him because, like, he was getting emotional. You kind of see it. So it, it was great. Uh, Jack C picked him for number 30 uh, and a cool winner. As Jack C alluded to earlier, Paul and Ricochet springboarded into the ring to collide. And again, I know, you know, Mark Lewis, you chat, but that must have looked awesome live as well. You know, just the two. Oh, it looked great. <laughs> it looked in- incredible. You can tell by our, rea- our pop to it. Of course, the, 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 the wrestling weirdo in me, you know, you know what I thought of, right, Jay? I'm like, ah, oh, Mello and Ricochet. <laughs> I remember that spot, but it was awesome, though. It was definitely uh, cool to see, especially when you think about the height they got on and how it looked once they kind of collided. It was a great-looking spot, even if it don't make the most sense when, it, when you think about it. <laughs> but Cody eliminated Dom to a nearly bigger pop than his entry. Uh, oh, then... yeah. We, we hated Dom. <laughs> Dom got, got, he definitely got all the heat. Like I said, from that Rey Mysterio spot, everyone just collectively blamed Dominic. So, yeah. Yeah, and then Braun got eliminated by Cody. Theory dumped out Ricochet, but was then stomped and dumped out uh, by Cody. I mean, it's a tag team. We never thought the final four was Seth, Cody, Gunther, and Logan. Looked like Cody and Rollins were going to team up against Gunther. They double pedigreed the IC champion, uh, but Seth took his after ball and eliminated Monty. <laughs> Seth got eliminated by Logan. Can we be... I mean, Jaxie, come on. I know you got anger. Seth Rollins, one of the greatest wrestlers of his generation, getting eliminated by Logan Paul. Oh, because this was the moment that I re- that, that I realised, okay, they're setting up WrestleMania and this fucking idiot is going to be part of it. Great. So, as you can imagine, like, not only was my disappointment that Seth Rollins got chucked out by the likes of Logan fucking Paul, but I also just knew right there and then we're getting Log- Logan Paul at WrestleMania. And I was like, yeah, this is all Vince is doing. <laughs> uh, I'm not... I, I, I'd rather just... I'd rather just have him chat shit every now and again on like a random show and he just get beat up, you know, but instead we got like still keep giving him these big spots with these big stars. I'd rather see these big stars facing off against anyone else but Logan Paul. It's just, I get it. He's like a big star. They want to bring that money in. So I get it from that point of view, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. (laughs) I don't like him. I don't respect him. So I don't care for him or his matches. I will watch it because I'm a reviewer. But I don't care for him. Monty, everyone says the same thing. Like about like they, everyone says about how much they don't like him. But a lot of people around there was just like, man, I don't like him. But he, he, he's good. He's like he's good at in the ring. He's good at that. So like that's the one thing that always makes it like makes it people conflicted. At least that's what I was hearing. They were like, ah, yeah. I think 
We hate Logan that's, Paul that's first. That's what it is. He's good. You kind of just want you kind of just want him to suck so that you could still keep on like bashing on him, you know? Yeah, um, and I think that's why they see money. You know what I mean? That's yeah. why WWE see money because yeah, people, yeah. it's kind of like it, uh, it was with real. I mean, not like real. Like I guess some people love to hate him, but the people that you love to hate. If you Colin see McGregor, what I'm yeah, yeah, McGregor. Right, Colin McGregor would be the perfect. Right, guy. McGregor, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But Monty, so, it, was, it was your pick, though, Monty. I mean, you must have been upset, Seth Osmana. I, I was, I, but I, you know what? I saw, I saw him. That's the thing. I, the camera angles on television kind of let people think that it was four people left in the ring. But I saw Logan Paul the whole time still sitting out there. I was like, well, they didn't show, they didn't put the camera, they didn't show it on the screen where Logan Paul gets eliminated, so Logan's still in this. So I watched him, I literally watched him sneak up on Seth Rollins and execute the elimination. So, uh, you know, it was annoying, definitely annoying, but then at that point, I was like, I was I was so invested and was like, alright, let's go Cody, because I was like, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I kind of moved on. Maybe it's because I was in the crowd at the yeah, time, you just went along with it, like I said. You yeah, know, you go along with it. I was on I, exactly. I was invested at that point, so it didn't hurt me as much as it probably yeah. should. <laughs> as uh, Jacksey, but it sounds fit. But Cody, right, right. I didn't take it as personal. No. But Cody sent Logan packing, which of course we can agree everyone Great enjoyed. Pop. Yeah. Final <laughs> yes. two, Gunther, who'd been in there for over an hour. Of course, coming at number one, and Cody. And there was a moment, Gina, and I don't know about you, but there was a chop, and the redness and bruise on Cody's body from the chops looked like, I, I actually thought, he's the injured, you know, because Gunther did not hold back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I definitely thought his peck was just about to turn purple again. <laughs> I was like, guys, stop! I know that they like to scare us when people have been off with a certain injury and then they come back for a match and then their opponent just targets that same area where they've had that injury, you know, when um, Daniel Bryan came back. I was like, watch his leg! So the whole time, every time he's getting slapped, I just, I'm looking away and I'm like getting my sister like, tell me when he gets out of it because I just can't watch anymore. But yeah, it was definitely, it was painful to watch and I'm sure like um, it felt quite painful to Cody as well. Yeah, I've heard of people say the final exchange maybe went on for too long, but otherwise it would have been Cody coming out and in five minutes, which you don't want. And we got the Shattered Dreams and Gunther getting hit with the crossroads, thrown out, and your 2023 Raw Rumble winner, the American Nightmare, Cody. Uh, I loved it when he said, I did it, Dad. Undeniable, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, first up, I mean, Jaxie, what were your thoughts? Not only on Cody winning, but the Rumble. Do you know what? My thoughts were this. By the time it got to, like, number... 15 or so coming out I was like Sammy's not in the rumble is he <laughs> and I was just like fuck what like I wish I, I wish I thought about things tactically on, because before, before, I was I just say be... anybody that didn't listen to the live show or didn't know uh Gina and Jaxie picked Sammy Zayn to win the rumble and that's why I yes you all know James you all know pick someone in the rumble pick someone in the rumble I said <laughs> people announced for the rumble so wwe screwed us over in that sense to be honest but like i i, I feel like i wish i could re-go back to make my uh choices but in and 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 look at the match card in a way where i'm thinking about which matches are going first because i really didn't think this through in terms of it being roman's match that would be the main event 
like going into the Royal Rumble, I, I figured it would be one of the two. And I figured it would be the men's Royal Rumble leading to Sammy winning it and then seeing a result on top. Obviously, I think in hindsight, I really need to kind of think about the layout of the matches and think about where they're where they could potentially be in the match card so that we can think of about like the results and and what follows from it um as well i'll definitely be kind of like taking this um on board for money in the bank because i think money in the bank is going to possibly be you know one that sort of like has different outcomes that we weren't expecting either so it's just made me realize that i really need to like take into consideration what sort of um timing each match is going to come out at um and then make a decision overall as to who could be the outcome and who could be the winner because yeah I screwed myself over really ultimately thinking Sammy was going to be a part of it and not actually realizing he's got his own job to do tonight he's got a lot of pressure on him tonight you know so I was a bit gutted but the rumble itself was actually like much better than 2022's version for the men um I I did say this on the live stream as well that, uh, you know, I hope that we have like, you know, a a higher portion of younger talent uh, going into this Royal Rumble. I didn't realize that they were just going to give us one legend and that being Booker T who did a spin a Rooney real quick and then was out. You know, Um, I would have liked to have seen a few more legends, like surprise ones that pop up. But at the same time, I'm I'm not going to complain too much because I got my wish and I got to see quite a lot of the young wrestlers come up. Um, it would have been nice to have seen a bit more NXT in there, though. And Monty, Cody won the Rumble. I mean, what was the, the pop, like I said, must have been huge for that. And what- Yeah, the pop was incredible uh, for that. And, you know, we, we were all, like you said, into it, excited. You know, once we knew, once I knew that they were doing it, because the only reason why I didn't pick Cody in the first place was because I just wasn't really sure if WWE was going to pull the trigger right off the bat as, you know, returning from the injury. But, you know, they did it, and I am I was actually happy that they did it. You know, it was a good time. It, and it's nothing like experiencing a Raw Rumble Live. You know, like I said, I know I'm going to be a little biased because it's just nothing like it. You know, the only drawback that I can even mention of is, like you said, Booker T was pretty much the only – real surprise like especially of a legends of legend status and uh but i thought and i know you guys are gonna disagree now that i know this was your pick but i wrote this down i thought it was genius to keep sammy out of this you know because they would the fans would turn on the end result mm-hmm. you know if sammy and who you know unless you're gonna get me yeah, a super, don't even avoid the Exactly. Avoid the possibility of that altogether by just keeping them out. And now that you tell me that, John, I, you know, I don't watch the kickoff show and they don't show you a feed of it while you're sitting in the arena or anything. So I didn't even know that Roman told him before to stay attached to the hip. Like, to, So to an extent, you can kind of look at that as an extension of the bloodline story, you know, of Roman controlling him and not allowing him to do to be in the Royal Rumble because he said, I want you at my on my hip all night, you know, so. When you think about it that way, it adds a lo- another layer, even if I'm kind of, you know, fan fictioning it up a little bit with that one. But like I said, I thought it was genius at, once I got to the end result. And like Gunther's performance was literally almost my biggest takeaway from the entire match. It was just such an honor to watch him live, man. Like you mentioned, you mentioned how Cody's chest was turning red, but you heard every single time. I mean, I know you guys know it. You guys were at the clash, and we know how physical him and Sheamus were. 
So I can only imagine what it was like then. But I got my first time ever seeing him in person live to hear those chops, to experience that, and to see him and Cody kind of just have a mini match. You know, he was definitely my MVP, even if Cody on. And uh, he really made me want to see them in like a one-on-one feud in the future. So uh, this was just a great Royal Rumble match all together, and I was happy with the result. So I gave it I, – I, I, you know, like I said, maybe I'm overrating it, but I, 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 thought, I thought it was perfect. I gave it five stars. Like even the, the drawbacks like Logan Paul or some of the other things that I can think of were not big enough for me to not enjoy this, even though, you know, like I said, I was there live, so I'm definitely biased. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I completely agree there. But this is the thing. I think that it's, the Rumble was roster heavy, if that makes any sense. Like I said, it wasn't about surprises or right. stuff like that, but just how good the roster was that we kind of, you know, like we got through it and it was very, very match. And the comfort itself... You know, there's some wrestlers that might last that amount of time that kind of take a breather. I think Gunther was involved in that match. Yes. Like, <clears throat> very, very impressive. I mean, Gina, what were your thoughts on the Rumble? Uh, and what... um, On the men's Rumble, um, yeah. It, I I thought it was great. Um, there were some spots that got messed up, unfortunately, like Kofi, for example, but those things can't be helped. There were other things that I didn't really care too much for, but I still overall enjoyed the um, the men's rumble. So I'm going to give it a four and a half because it was still good. Jaxie, what about you? Yeah, I gave this a, a four and a half as well. I thought it was still quite good. I think there's been obviously better rumbles in my personal opinion, but I still think it was great. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four and a half as well. Could have used Ziggler. That's what kept my rating down. Uh, <laughs> but Gunther, as we talk about setting new records, time, national men's rumble match at one hour, 11 minutes, seconds, breaking the record, previously held by Rey Mysterio, uh, an hour and two. Well, some believe Rey Mysterio has won this year's rumble because, of course, Cody jumped over the top. And if Rey hasn't come out, he's in the main event of WrestleMania. Uh, so predictions for this. Prediction leagues, of course, we've got three to AEW, WWE's bonus points. Up first, predictions for the Royal Rumble. Jaxie went Gina. Uh, J- Jaxie and Gina went Sammy. Monty went for Seth. Uh, and I picked Cody. So I'm 1-0 up. And i tell you what, it's out of eight Rumbles we've done on the podcast. Rumble. Uh, bonusly. You know what, James? Just shut up. <laughs> it's going to get worse. It's going to get a lot worse. It is already. And I'm just not here for it. Bonus league. Monty is 1-0 up. Because he won Wrestle Kingdom, all right. So we did do Rumble mini games where we're going to get bonus correct one. Uh, so number one, Gina and me went for Cody. Uh, Monty was wrong. Jaxie went Bobby. Uh, no. P- number thirty, Gina went for Austin Theory. Monty went Braun. I went for Brock. So Jaxie gets a point with Cody. Final four. The final four was Seth, Cody, Gunther, and Logan. So uh, I picked Seth, Cody, Brock, and Sammy, so I got two points. Jaxie, Cody, Sammy, Biggie, and Cross, so I got one point. Monty was Rollins, Zane, Solo, and Cody. Gina, Cody, Sammy, Seth, points. Santino, the quickest in the Rumble, was Baron Corbin. Uh, Jaxie said Mace. Gina said Shelton. Monty said Dom. I said Baron Iron Man. even in the match. <laughs> <laughs> Marseille wasn't even in it. Why the fuck did I go with him? Hang on a minute. Monty was giving me praise. Shelton wasn't in it either. So I was just as fucked. But again, 
they just screwed us because they didn't really reveal much of the roster on who was going to be in the show. Do that. Iron Man, uh, I went for Cody. For Seth, Jaxie went Sammy. Monty went Rollins. There was no points. It was Gunther. Most eliminations, Monty went for Solo. Jaxie went Bobby. Gina went Brock. I went for Gunther. Cody and Gunther both had five eliminations. So that is a point to me. Uh, who eliminates who? Uh, Monty put Edge eliminates Balor, Lashley eliminates Lesnar, Seth eliminates Cody, so two points. <laughs> I said Bobby eliminate Brock, Cody eliminates Seth, and Drew and Gunther. If I switched that round, but I didn't, two points. Jaxie put Bobby eliminate Brock, Seth eliminate Austin Theory, Big E eliminating Santa, uh, one point there. Gina. <laughs> Gina put. Bobby eliminating Brock, which happened. Cody eliminated Seth, which happened. And Edge eliminating Damien Priest. So a perfect three from three from Gina, who eliminates Haller. So well done uh, for that. I don't think that's ever been done uh, before. Surprises are when Edge, Riddle, and you're like this Von Wagner. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I only got one point there. Monty had four picks, Bad Bunny, Chumper, Biggie, and Carmelo Hayes. Unfortunately, zero. <laughs> in the Rumble, Gina put Biggie, Edge, and The Rock, so one point. And Jaxie put Biggie and the scores. So far, including Monty's Wrestle Kingdom point, Jaxie is on four points, Monty's on five, Gina's on and I am on seven. And up next, the Mountain Dew pitch black match. Uh, <laughs> was out first, and then I can't wait, Monty, to hear what what the fuck happened in the arena. WWE played a video package recapping their feud for Bray Wyatt made his entrance. First off, Monty, how must it been to see Bray Wyatt? The most, like I, I promise, it's nothing like it, man. It was a fantastic experience, man. It's just you know, uh, the lights go out, you know, everyone put their flashes on, you know, it, it's just. The, the you know, just looking at everyone just kind of follow this one guy, his, you know, his light walking down the ramp. And you get, the music, by the way, his new song, in my opinion, is actually pretty awesome. Yeah, like, I got to really give it props. I, <laughs> yeah. I love the new song. It's yeah. the next episode. It's the next episode. <laughs> right. Yeah, his new song is awesome. But anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, so, again, watching him and in the new look. You know, trying to figure out how he would look and all of that. So everything was like it was great. And as a matter of fact, it was one of those things that I love watching in person. But then when I watched it and in, in uh, on television and saw like the the callbacks to his past in on the interest round because you couldn't really see it, you know, in the darkness, especially from my angle. So to watch that again and to kind of get another perspective of the entrance, like I said, it's, it's nothing like it. It's one. It's kind of. It's definitely in a similar vein. I've been uh, I've been to WrestleMania when Undertaker made his entrance. It's definitely in the same vein. I'm not saying there's anything like that because Undertaker can send chills. He got the flames. Undertaker is, is pretty weird. You know, he, he's legendary, his entrance. But Bray Wyatt is right up there. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah I've man, seen Bray Undertaker at WrestleMania. Right yeah. <laughs> no, that is it. it must have been excellent. Apart from, and we knew we were going to do it, the big Mountain Dew logo. You know, you just knew it. Didn't you, before we started, um, the ropes and knights gear were also neon yellow. 
Uh, Wyatt was wearing paint that only showed under. Uh, do you know what? I'm glad. You know, some people in that front row with that, that black light there must have been pretty worried at times, you know. Uh, but what unfolded was basically a no-DQ match. They fought in and out of the ring, used weapons, and didn't follow any of the... After shorter clash than expected, Wyatt won Abigail the fall after the match. LA Knight's lights started to work. And then all of a sudden, Uncle Howdy on the platform. He jumps off on tonight, and everything exploded. The end of the list, the weirdest thing I've seen in a very long time. It needs to be seen to believe. I did notice the Firefly Funhouse in the background. Um, but what the fuck, Monty, happened at the end of this? So... Is let me t- let me break it down like this because you're not the only one. So the way this match was placed screwed it over anyway. Like most of my section went to use the restroom after the Royal Rumble, so a lot of them wouldn't even really back. And when they were sitting down, he hit Sister Abigail. <laughs> like it felt like it was literally that fast, but it, uh, you know it was visually unique as hell. Like experiencing that was like definitely different. But as a viewer. In the arena, we had no... I know up there where I was, we had no idea what the hell was going on. Just nothing. Like, you could see a little bit. You you know, you heard some of the closer people who were closer react to certain spots. Like, you know, of course, the kendo stick, you know, when uh, when he tried to use it and all that. And the, the table bump, I know that. I know that got a reaction. But really, a lot of the match, I didn't get a chance to really watch until I watched it back on television. And it came across way better as far as the match goes. On television, visually we couldn't really see much. Like you said, we they had the neon, and they, like I said, it was cool to see the colors, but it wasn't really clear what the hell was going on, yeah, you know. That, and even the huh? explosion, though, must have been fucking bang. Do you know what I mean? That's and, and and that's the that's another thing. Even that part, it was so dark in that area. The part that they had it in, it wasn't necessarily the like I said, the most like jarring thing. The thing was is like like you said the. You didn't. We didn't expect it from the flame, so that's what shocked us. But I think what kind of gave it away is, even from my vantage point, you can see that Howdy didn't necessarily hit LA Knight. Mm. So that kind of made it come off a little weird, too. And then the explosion, they cut the music back on. It's like, oh, well, I guess that's over. So, yeah, it. <laughs> you know, we were just mostly confused. Like I said, it was ha- I was happy to see that, to see Bray and, you know, be there for it in his return match. But yeah, uh, I, just, I don't know. I, I think I think the gimmick actually hampered them, in my opinion. Yeah. I just put, what the fuck did we just watch? And what do they put on the announce table? I mean, Jaxie, you can, I can, I yeah. would put that stuff that was on the announce table on my bed and jump into it every night. And just, <laughs> I don't know what it was. Would be nice. But what the I fuck mean, was I have this? no idea what it was. I thought I thought it was just like um, illuminated confetti. And I was like, are, are we in like one of those cheap 90s nightclubs in the UK that used to do that or certain? I don't know. It really just, it really felt like one big massive advert from Mountain Dew. Oh, was um, it Mountain Dew? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you not know? Yeah. Did it not remind you, though, <laughs> like, of like Planet Laser or like Laser Tag, as you might yeah, know? Monty, you yeah, know? Laser pa- yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Laser Crest Bike. Yeah, the kids love the. I was truly disappointed by is that like we had what five weeks of build up for this. I know the match itself wasn't that great. There wasn't really that much wrestling. It was like more like a like a just like a brawl, and then 
Uncle Howdy came out. But I and was like, bro, hit the moon. I literally was like, bro, what are you doing here? You literally took out Bray Wyatt like two weeks before. So why are you here taking out LA Knight? Make up your yeah, mind. It just, it just feels really lackluster for what they've been trying to build. And I don't know whether more is going to come from this and that will make the, the Rumble match make sense. But again, like my sister said, I think it just felt like a massive ad rather than something being relevant. And it was more disappointing because of the build-up to this match that we've had. But do you think, though, Gina, that now Uncle Howdy and Bray are on the... Let's try and take something from this match. Are they on the same page now? I've got more of a tag team vibe than facing each other at WrestleMania. Yeah, they do come across as more of a tag team, which is what I would have assumed if if Howdy hadn't messed with Bray a couple weeks before. So it's more just added confusion. I do think they're on the same team now, but when? Did they have like a family meeting off camera that we didn't see? And they sit down with a couple of cigars (laughs) and a cup of coffee or, you know, when they out hit chopping wood with each other saying, let's hash this out so we can be on a tag team together instead. You know, it would be nice to get some more context. They all got family therapy, including Alexa. Yeah. Yeah, that clearly seems to be what's happened Maybe here. Maybe get through just the Bray it. by beating him up. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it seems like that. So. Maybe they went, they're going with that. But it's like trying to... I mean, Monty, how can you score this out of five? You know, like, I'm going to try. I mean... Again, oh, well, you know, honestly, bef- the day of, the night of, like, watching it live, I couldn't... You're right, I couldn't rate it. But once I watched it back on television, and like I said, I really feel like they could have told a more a stronger story for Bray's character and for LA Knight for that matter if it just if this was just a regular no DQ match or something. You know, uh I wasn't bummed out because like you said, once they put that gimmick of the mountain the pitch black mountain dew and all that, once they said this what this was and I didn't have a clue coming into it what they were trying to do, I had a low expectation. So I, I give it three and a quarter, because again, I was there as a viewer, I got the experience. Bray Wyatt's entrance, and uh, it was cool to even watch L.A. Night, even though, like you mentioned, he didn't get a chance to do anything, really, uh, except kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you saw his entrance. Yeah, I got to see, see an entrance and hear that, that nice theme song. Don't change that, WWE, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I gave it three and a quarter, man. That's Agreed. the best I could do. Regina, uh, Jackson, yeah. Sorry. Don't, don't, don't ever change L.A. Night's music. Like, it really suits him, and I actually enjoy it a lot. Um this match did nothing for me. I'm not going to lie. I don't really want to score. I'm just going to... This is my original score, so I'm sticking to it. I, I scored it a three. And I thought maybe Gina? Yeah, I gave it a three as well. And a half. Like I said, Bray Wyatt's first back. Well, much back in a very long time. And like I said, the entrance price admission alone, I guess. Predictions, we all went Bray, apart from Gina, who risked it all. And credit to her. I will never say a bad word about someone who tries to risk it. Didn't get it right, but still, at least you tried. Uh, Gina's on no points now. Uh, Jackson Monty on one. I am on to that. And then Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. During Bliss's entrance, WWE had a video package highlighting with Bianca. They also put focus on Uncle Howdy because we know what's going to get a women's uh, match over is focusing on men. It's worked before. It will work again, everybody. Well done. As soon as the ref called for the bell, the two women were throwing hands. This felt like a personal battle immediately, and it was very physical. Goddess had the upper hand for several minutes for the EST WWE counter suplex of power, and the KOD got the job done. We did get some weird imagery after the match, and the KOD down this dark park. But how do we know, you know? Um, 
Gina, how do you follow a massive explosion, that's right, the rule, and make it more about... I mean, I I don't really know how to rate the women's women's title match. That also felt a little bit lacklustre to me. Um, Not to say that I don't enjoy both Bianca and Alexa, but, I mean, this match, I think it went about seven minutes. And, yeah, it just felt... It just felt a bit lacklustre to me. We we all kind of knew Bianca was going to come in, kind of come out the winner in this. They hadn't really built it up to make us think that, oh, has Alexa really got a chance? Or in my eyes, I didn't see it as, as Alexa really having a chance here at Royal Rumble because it just wasn't built up enough. Um, but I was shocked about the seven-minute match. Don't get me wrong. I know that the Rumbles can take like a long time to play out so they couldn't really put on long main matches. But... It was just a bit like the the LA Knight and Bray match. I was just really shocked when the final, the the third count got called, and I was like, "Oh, that's it! It's what? oh, okay." <laughs> um, and again, it's not to say I wasn't enjoying it because I was, of course, like you know, rooting for Bianca and stuff whilst watching it. So I did enjoy it, but in a way, part of me was like, "This could have been done on Raw." Yeah, it just seemed weird because Rumble went quite a long time as well, and that length in a bit. But like you said, it's weird that on a match card you've got three match, two matches that are over an hour, one that's nearly an hour as well, with everything that happens kind of afterwards, and then two matches that are just kind of. I know the Bray Wyatt should have been involved, but like you said, give Bliss and um, Bianca, you know, twenty twenty minutes, give them the Raw main event, and see how they. Uh, I mean, Jackson, what are your thoughts? Because obviously, Bia- Belair has been nearly champion for a year and there's not been a lot of mention for this and has she lost a bit of steam due to like damage control? I mean this is about Alexa yeah this is about Bianca her reign since uh, Bailey and damage uh, control has she I, lost steam I don't steam? know I think no, I don't think it's that she's lost team. I think that she's just being put in decent storylines. Because if we're truly honest, like you got to think back at the promos that Alexa was doing, building up to this this match. Alexa said that you know Bianca's scared of her. Not once did I see Bianca scared. So not once did I actually think she's going into this match like scared. Uh, she then said, "Oh, Bianca should fear me for what I could do without Uncle Howdy." Well, girl. I think you should have called Uncle Howdy because you didn't do anything in that match. So, yeah, I, I think it's just a little bit confusing because of you had this build up, but like no, like this this match could have been on on Raw, you know, like there was no payoff at all. Um, so it just felt a bit more baffling. I don't think that Bianca's lost it there because uh, you hear the pop that she gets. Week in, week out, whether or not it's on Raw or on a pay-per-view. But I don't think she's been... It's kind of like starting to be a similar situation to a Thunder Rosa situation right now, where she's just not had like a very compelling storyline to actually build that momentum for her matches at pay-per-view events. We, we need to go back to that, you know? We need to like actually start remembering to put effort into our, our women's matches and the build-up towards it and actually have it pay off, you know? Um I think that if this match was able to have gone a little bit longer, we might have gotten a little bit more out of Alexa to challenge Bianca in a way where we thought, oh, damn, maybe Bianca is a little scared of Alexa. But we got none of that. None of it. So it was it was kind of just disappointing. It felt like it was just there to be a toilet break match. And both these women are not toilet break type matches. Like, Do you know what I mean? So I think it was frustrating and disappointing. 
Well, this is what I was going to say to uh, Monty. Was the crowd gearing up for the next couple of matches? Like you said, it was it the Bray match? And the- I was about to say, no, no, you got it wrong. It was Bray match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they went to use the restroom when the lights went off, my guy. Uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes yeah, sense. No. Yeah, don't worry about that. People were ready for this one by comparison. <laughs> trust me. Uh, I will say, though, that match kind of screwed this match over, too. Because, like you mentioned it. You just you go from the explosion. You see your uncle Howdy appear after he jumped off that thing. You know he's not. You know he's not coming out for Alexa, right? So it's like what that kind of took away from me because I was like, the only thing that's gonna make this more unique to me is if Alexa leaned more into that to that dark side. Like she put up a struggle, but it, again, this is more like what we're used to and what we've seen. Like they had a match a few weeks back. That was more like, you know what I mean? Something that like that is literally similar to that. So it was like, what was going to be different about this match at the Royal Rumble? Why didn't they not have her lean? We got the tease after the match, which, by the way, like you mentioned, also anticlimactic. You show us a video package after just literally having, you know, the flames and all the nice stuff for Bray. But then, you know, all you show us is this little bitty. Like, oh, you're still teasing it at this point? That's what we were thinking. Like, oh, we're still teasing it. I thought, like, I thought this was going to be the time for you guys to show that she was, you know, back in line with, uh, with, with the with the Wyatts or whatever. But anyway, uh, it, like you said, it wasn't anything that made this that different from what you see on Raw from these two. And uh, I think she already had an uphill battle because, like you guys mentioned, Bianca is a dominant and has been a dominant women's champion. So... A lot of us didn't give Alexa much much of a chance anyway. So when she's coming and the only thing she is is just regular Alexa who's just a little bit more aggressive, it's like, ah, okay, well, we know what's going to happen. It was still an honor to watch Bianca live, and I thought this match was solid. But I do not know. I wrote this down. I do not know if it was Royal Rumble worthy. And, yeah, so I gave it three and three quarters. But I still thought it was solid. But, yeah, I can't act like it was pay-per-view worthy. Uh, Gina, what would you say? I mean, I was going to give it a three, but I might go three and three quarters as well. Um, not that I didn't enjoy it, but I just didn't think that it was a people-be-worthy match. Jackson? Again, I'm really sorry I gave it a three. I'm not changing my, my score. I just, like, there was nothing there for it for me. Uh, it was a, a standard match that you would get on Raw. I just, yeah. Yeah. Three. Well, predictions, we all went Belair, so it means Gina's got the first point, Monty and Jackson two, and I, as we go to the Women's Rumble match, we all picked Raya to win. So I guess we were a little bit miffed she was number one. I mean, Monty, obviously, the Women's Rumble, were people as excited for the Women's Rumble as the men's? Is that a fair question? Uh, and when Ray Ripley come out, what were your... Uh, I, I would say they were probably a little more excited from the men because... Uh, especially like just like what you you girls fell victim to the Sami Zayn hype. You kind of got more questions about oh you think Sami's gonna win the Royal Rumble tonight? And Sam, you know it's more so about that. But eventually it was always followed by a question about well, who you have winning the women. So you know it was definitely still an anticipation there. It was definitely still people asking about it. A lot of people really agreed, even in the crowd, that Rio probably was the strongest bet. So, uh, I mean, honestly, none of us went on a limb based off that. But it just made too much sense. It made too much sense. But I was definitely miffed when she came out first because I'm like, she just took the belt spot. 
Like, so now she's going to have to go <laughs> the entire Raw Rumble. I'm like, okay, now Pick is looking a little, <laughs> looking, oh, finally looking shaky, right? Can I just I'm- go ahead and say as well, fuck you, Liv, all right? You chat shit, and yet you still didn't come out at number one. I can have that point. No, they screwed her. Yeah, like fuck her. Guaranteed point. And you came out second? No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Oh, fuck off. Can I just say, can I just say quickly, the thing with Rhea Ripley starting at number one is when they go, do you know what a tremendous achievement is to last the Rumble? Well, no. Two of the fuckers have done it tonight. It's not that difficult, is it? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Coming at number one lasts an hour. Everybody does it. Like, <laughs> but again, we all went live for number one, which is incredible when you think that. And I'm going to give us points, Jaxie, so don't worry. We're all going to get points. for Because number two is the same. And I think next year we'll do one right. and two. You know, because that is, it's stupid otherwise, you know, because it is the same time. <laughs> Triple H is giving us the finger for some reason. I don't know why he put her at two. <laughs> it's just not fair. Uh, Dana Brooke at number three. She's been in every Rumble. Nice little fact about Dana. I think she'll have that, a career achievement, you know? Like, 24-7 champion, been in every Rumble match. Number four yes. was Emma. <laughs> Let's see how long she lasts. Uh, Baszler at five. Bailey at six. Uh, she nearly got taken out by Liv. Uh, were we, uh, Jaxie, were you surprised that two of your favourites, Baszler and Bailey, were so early in the Women's Rumble? Um, I was, but I also was like, okay, well, they going to last, or they going to be the ones that become the Iron Women. So I felt like they were placed there to to last, you know? Well, be fab at seven, but first to be eliminated. The first surprise at eight, the future of WWE and NXT champion Roxanne. How good was that, Monty? It was awesome, and you know we were in Texas, so that was a, a area that we know that she's pretty, you know, she's special in. You know, it's her, her. I don't know. I don't think she's from San Antonio, but I know she's from the. I know she's from Texas, so it was the pop. You can kind of tell it was like uh, seeing a homegrown talent again. So everyone was kind of happy to see Roxanne, and uh, again, that was also one of those moments where I kind of when I realized, okay, some of these people don't have no clue because I had someone like, who is she? And I was like, oh, this is NXT Women's Champion. So, James, it's people who don't even watch stuff that we <laughs> study. We watch it. I watch so much NXT. See, so, you got me. I feel like a weirdo. I felt like a weirdo. Like, I wasn't supposed to know who she was. You're popping like, with Zoe Stark, and they're going, what are you doing? Yeah, they're like, who's that? Like, Indy Hartwell coming out. I'm like, yeah, good for Indy. And they're like, who the hell is Indy Hartwell? <laughs> That's that's brilliant. Uh, she <laughs> Dakota Kine, and wouldn't you know, I Eo uh, Sky at ten. Isn't that weird? I say I don't know how they do it. Dana Brooke pulled a McIntyre <laughs> and let Damage Control eliminate her after trying to save Emma. But don't worry because Emma got eliminated anyway. Roxy was not taken out by Toxic Attraction, which would have made sense. But damn, even to come out, you know, and go, oh, they have got a match, you know, just to cause the distraction. But no. Damage control number eleven now is back. She knows <laughs> she needs to do well. At twelve, Candice Array. Jaxie, do you hate Candice Array as much as you hate Johnny Gagano? Is it like a Johnny wrestling thing, or is it like Candice? Hey, 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 hey! Wait, wait, wait! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Shut's fine. Said anything about me hating Johnny Gargano? I just said that he is currently overrated for the fact that he is. Now up on the main roster and doing fuck all. Oh, gosh, you were so, Thank you, Monty. Thank you for that. Yeah. 
Um, no, I don't not like Johnny Gargano. Can I just quickly put that out there? I don't not like him. I just think that he's not being utilized in a way that makes us feel like he's got any real uh, momentum going in Raw at the moment or on the on the main roster at least. Um, I don't not like Candice LeRae, but I also don't see enough of her in the ring. And when she is in the ring, she then either kind of pulls out like <laughs> a surprise roll There is hate there. No, there no. Just like her husband, I just think that both of them have not been featured well on the main roster and, and within the Royal Rumble. So I don't really have that much of a, an opinion about what they're doing in the current roster. If we were talking about both of them in NXT, I would have said that they were like the highlights. They carried a lot of NXT. Um, right now, they're not doing much in the Royal Rumble, um, in in the main roster, and that kind of showed in the Royal Rumble. I will say as well, if, if Johnny ever got trademark issues with WWE, had to go Impact, he probably would be known as Gonny Gargano, which, <laughs> again, I just like the name in itself. Davis Control took out Natty and Baszler. Number 13, Zoe, with Monty popping by himself. And the thing I liked about this is EO didn't lay a hand on Stark. So obviously, long term storytelling. You noticed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. So explain for us NXT noobs that don't know what, what that means. <laughs> See what? See how we live. Yeah, <laughs> All types of references no one gets. They were former tag champions until she got injured. Yeah, in NXT. There you go. When the fuck did Io and Zoe become <laughs> tag team champions? I watched. Like I never yeah. saw them as tag champ. It was. It felt. It feels like a long time ago. I would say it's about. Yeah, it does years, feel so, forever yeah. ago. Yeah, but again, long time storytelling. <laughs> Number 14 was Zia Lee. Candice was shoved up by EO. And then Harper, Becky Lynch, winner of the 2019 Rumble. Monty, she brought the crowd alive, would be fair to say, at that point in time. Agreed. She's one of those people that, you know, uh, just like when Self came out at 15, just like when Seamus entered, you know, as soon as the music hit, as soon as. Uh, you know, it's just that it's that that star power, man. It's there. You know, it's just it was, everyone, you know, immediately stood up and was trying to get shots of the man. So it was awesome. It was awesome to be there and experience Becky Lynch's entrance, even if it was for you know just for her to run full speed into down to the Royal Rumble. Like I said, plus with the count, when you have the countdown, that's another thing. Like people get so excited. I've seen a lot of people almost injure themselves doing the, just counting from ten. And, you know, I saw some people struggle to count as the night continued to go on, as you know, probably because of alcohol consumption, or they never could count in the first place. Well, you know, like I said, you don't know, but damage control left Lynch outside. 16 was Tegan Knox. Number 17, the great pop coming out like a dragon, former women's champion, Oscar. Uh, but it wasn't Oscar as we know her. I mean,. This was a great moment. Monty, I'll get, your th- I'll get everybody's thoughts on this. But, Jack, see, I'll start with you. Because ever since we've been doing this show, I know you're a huge fan of Oscar. And I reckon you just about lost your shit when we saw what character Oscar And then I had an inner argument with myself for not actually having Oscar, like, at all in any of my predictions for the Royal Rumble or anything. But again, you know, me trying to think tactically and trying to actually pick up points here, I was like, she was the first ever Royal Rumble winner. Don't really see her making it um, 
like, you know, all the way again at the moment I see Rhea winning this. You know, and I was trying to really think about whether or not she would actually return during the Rumble. I really should have said it. And I'm really, I'm just, I'm more mad at myself because Oscar came back and I freaked the fuck out. I lost my shit completely. Um, If anyone didn't know I was a fan of Oscar in my block of apartments, they know now. So, um, yeah. I definitely, um, I, I really enjoyed uh, seeing her come out. And that pop she got, it was almost like as deafening as what it was like when Naomi came back during the Royal Rumble and got that pop. I was so relieved to hear it. I was relieved to hear everyone was just raving for Oscar. Well, the thing is, is people wonder why some, you know, you might take uh, some time off or to reset the character. And it's not saying Oscar, you know, is not entertaining, but... When she, I mean, Monty, you were in the crowd, man. It felt like, um, we talk about Becca Lynch making the crowd alive. She, Oscar felt like a big deal again, like a main event playing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You know, once the, the music hit, because it kind of started, she has a new song, but it kind of starts similar mm-hmm. to the old one. You know, so like, it's, and as much as I love the, uh, the the old one, the new one don't sound that bad. It kind of sound, sound like a distorted version of her old one, which kind of fits if you think about what's going on with her. The character, but anyway, to uh, it's, it's not even just at first because actually watching it back on television to see the entire walk down the ramp in the Oni type mask and all of that, it was incredible to see all of that come together. Because from my angle, I just kind of saw her walking down there, but to look on the screen and when once everyone in the crowd saw, you know exactly what type of Oscar we were getting, and she let that mask down. We just lost it because, you know, this is where Donald she been teasing, but this is what a lot of us who've been ho- have been hoping for, you know. Uh, and it, it just it was so great to finally see the dark version of Oscar again. It definitely gave me vibes to a lot of her, her old, you know, her run back in the day in Japan and just how brutal she was. Like, again, one of the most dangerous women in the world. And uh, I, I just, it just had me very, very excited for what was to come to see her get that spot. And like you said, the, the pop, it was legit. Everyone there mm. was excited to see Oscar back. So yeah, man, it, it was a great, great, great moment yeah, to be a I part love, of. I love the fact that Oscar is so well loved in a weird way. It's just because, you know, watching her NXT run and everything like that, I've just seen the respect. But I mean, Gina, you just, you couldn't take your eyes off her. Like Monty said, as soon as the mask came off, you were just like, oh shit. Which she means fucking business now. And it was scary and everything that you want. Yeah, I mean, definitely. For those who hasn't seen sort of this other side of Oscar before, um, this is going to be new for them. So it probably like freaked them out. And I was just sat there as a big ball of excitement, you know, <laughs> like, she's coming back. She's here. <laughs> I was just screaming at the TV, super excited. I, it definitely didn't help that me and my sister were watching it together because we end up hyping each other even more. So uh, it was very loud when Oscar came out and I was just glued to the screen at that point. For the remainder of, of her time in the Rumble, I was just glued. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point as well. I think up until, you know, Becky Lynch, maybe, it's like, oh, okay, Rumble's on, we're paying it. And then, like I said, as soon as Oscar came out, it was like, right, okay, I am just forget what I'm doing now. Uh, she eliminated Knox as 18 made her way out. Piper Niven, yes, Dewdrop is dead, Monty. Come on. And didn't she look like she'd make a perfect member of Gallus? <laughs> yes, especially in that gear. <laughs> she fit right in. 
but I was so great. And once the thing, that's the thing everyone was hyped. Like the initial, we were great. We were happy, definitely happy to see her. But my fiance was like, see, look, no do drop. It's Piper. Like, so like we were just all very, very satisfied that, that, you know, she's back to being Piper Niv. It was great to see her in this spot. About 19 was Tamina. A lot of people are thinking she's still employed. I suppose member of the bloodline. Uh, talk about frustration. I know, Jackson, you spoke about your frustrations. One of my frustrations. Why did I not pick the former Impact talent that I knew was going to WWE, Chelsea Green? Me either. How <laughs> the fuck? Right? It was I... such a, it was a layup, James. It was such a layup. I, 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 I we talked missed about it. it on the Impact podcast about her leaving and didn't think. I just. I know. I know. But they bushwhacker looped, you know? Uh, five seconds in before Ripley chucked her out. Um, I mean, you know, Chelsea Green is a talent, and I guess it'd be long term. But again, five seconds, great. Uh, then there was lots of action. The uh, Lynch eliminating Kai and Sky before Bailey threw her out. Uh, that wasn't it, as Liv sent Bailey over the top as well. Uh, number 21 was Zelina Vega in a Street Fighter character. Uh, again, uh, you know, I mean, Jaxi, Zelina Vega, she always gives 100%, you know, and we saw it in the kind of retire, uh, and she meant business. Yeah, I mean, she always delivers on on the cosplay uh, sort of scene, you know, like Zelina really, um, really shines there because she, she doesn't just, cosplay she she really embodies the character and every time you see her coming out as a different character whether it be an anime character or a gaming gaming character she will try to embody that sort of character within the wrestling ring so even seeing those small little pose moments with Zia Lee you know anyone who's a fan of Street Fighter will will know uh, her character and the poses like the the victory poses and stuff yeah it, she she didn't really last long after that but at the same time you've you got to give her credit Zelina Vega is fucking cool yeah and the exchange she had with Zia Lee looking like a video game fight on the apron uh, was really good I mean Zia. I would I was literally about to dip in and say I would love if they actually brought Zia Lee some form of storyline and just continued an, an annoyed feud between these two um, and just give us kind of like a bit of a Street Fighter style match. I, I, I'm definitely sure both females will be up to doing something like that. And I'm sure they could put on a really entertaining show. I mean, I've always loved it because I always know that Selena um, does a few outfits in shout out for even Aaliyah, who is, you know, a, a, was a celebrity before she passed. Um, even when she embodies that, I'm just loving it. So whether Selena is like, up there in the roster or not, every time she is on screen, she's memorable. And that's one thing that you can take from it. Yeah, without a doubt. 22 was Raquel Rodriguez. They were selling on commentary the fact she was a hometown hero and everybody wanted to win. Monty, was that true? Were people losing their stuff for Raquel? <clears throat> it was definitely a big group of people who definitely were supportive of every a lot that she did. But... Uh... I don't think they wanted her to win. She picked she, at one moment. I think she picked up Oscar and almost eliminated her. And the way everyone was like, "No, no, 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 no!" I don't think they necessarily wanted her to win I'm because Monty, you know they were rooting for Oscar and Rhea. <laughs> my heart get to beat. I literally thought I was about to start swearing at Raquel Rodriguez, and I like Raquel, but don't touch my girl. Don't touch Oscar. <laughs> 
And and that's pretty much how San Antonio was. Don't blame him. 23 was Mia Yim. Lacey Evans at 24. Uh, and again, I'm not saying this, but there's a lot of similarities between Lacey Evans and number 25, Michelle Murphy. Make that what you want. But it's just a shame I guess not around. But she was in the front row. Especially with their hairstyle. Yeah, she, she joined in the fun. She eliminated Tamina. Six was Indy Hartwell. Who did she have to see to get that number? You know, you're expecting, like, at that stage, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Baszler or Bailey, but the fair play. Uh, Sonia Deville was 27. She eliminated Zoe Stark, who had a very respectful 20. And yeah, Bunty, I think Zoe did, yeah, Zoe did well. I thought Rox might have done a little bit better, but obviously, you know, at least Zoe got I think they were start. protecting her. I think they were protecting Roxy for next week. I mean, well, this weekend now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we see Lacer Cobra Clutch, Lena Vega out. Which number twenty-eight Tank and all was shots, uh, but into the match, Indy was sent packing by Sonya. Nikki Cross sprinting like a madman at twenty-nine. I will never get bored. Oh my god, Nikki her cardio! <laughs> Who oh was, was Nikki Cross the quickest to get I to the she... ring? Like, yeah. I was... I thought... I was absolutely terrified she was going to fuck over like and do a Titus. Like, I, <laughs> at one point, she looked like she stumbled. Nikki wanted to utilize every second she was in that ring. She was like, jet down that ramp so I can get as much time in that ring as possible. Right. Uh, well, the countdown was missed. What happened at number 30? Did people just not care? Or did they shoot too soon, Monty? <laughs> I mean, it, it was a botch all the way around, man. You know, like the camera, like I saw the people sitting up in the crowd. But literally, as the countdown was going to 10, 9, 8, right as we get to 8, it switches to Nia Jackson's video and the music. <laughs> so it's like they screwed that up all together. We could, like, I don't know why it happened like that. And then when I watched it back on TV, I was like, no, it was horrible on television too. What the hell happened? So I don't know what happened right there with the countdown, man. They just made they, they just botched it. Or maybe they were pressed for time. They told Nia just go. I don't know. <laughs> Jaxie, did you have a shit-eating my jacks came out. Um, I kind of did, to be honest. I, I mean, I think, I think it was a delayed one because I was kind of watching, and I was still stumped by like, like when us getting like the countdown after Nia Jax's music had hit. So I, I'm still trying to work this out in my head. And then you know, Gina just breaks up and goes, "Oh, you got a point for Nia Jax," and I was like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> you know. So I definitely like took a beat to realize, "Oh yeah, yeah, I did make that callback." Um, because I, I was really just baffled. I was like, how do you fuck up doing the countdown before you enter, you press play on Nia Jax's music? Like, who fucked that up? <laughs> I suppose she's not like my girls. So, you know, stuff like that might happen. Um, Jack, yeah. Jack's told them all to try and eliminate her, and they tried to, and the old, you know, push them away. <laughs> it's a classic stuff. You see it, you see it every giant, you know? Yep. And, and mm-hmm. I tell you something, yep, every giant, every giant, and Ray Ripley. She might have been in there for an hour, but she wanted to fucking rip tied um, Nia Jax as hard <laughs> as she could, and she did all right, I suppose. And the whole ring eliminated Nia. And then I thought, there's eleven women left after the number thirty. That's an awful lot. That might be a record. yeah, because that's insane, right? <laughs> is that because the whole point of the rumble? Is waiting for the people to come out. Once that's done, it's just a battle royal. <laughs> exactly. 
You, you're taking the fun out. And you do all of that pining for number 30, and yeah. that what, that's what happens. Exactly. He's <laughs> just like, okay, we've got another 20 minutes now. Uh, but Raquel eliminated Lacey. Oscar sent Deville packing. Ripley threw McCall over the top. Shotzi was eliminated by Mia Yim, who was then thrown out by Niven. But Piper's number was up as Raquel took her out. Ripley came to Gonzalez in the final four. Ray Ripley, Nikki Cross, Oscar, and Liv Morgan. Liv eliminated Nikki. Um, and then they got re, uh, with Oscar there. One and two, plus the awesome Oscar, were the final three. All were on the apron as Liv got misted. Uh, as Monty says, Liv can't see. Liv can't see. Uh, Ripley kicked Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Ray uh, held on the ropes and managed to scissor. Live out your women's 2023 Royal Rumble winner is Rhea Ripley. We didn't mention it with Cody, actually. Epic Mania pose as well, and the fireworks got off. Uh, Monty, what did you think of Ripley winning? And like you said, seeing that WrestleMania pose. Like, it happens every year. But... Right, you know, to watch the, exactly, to watch the, you know, to point at the, the sign and the, to get the fireworks and all of that in the moment. Uh, it was awesome, and, and and also like I witnessed history, you know, num- entering number one, and you know, put basically pulling a a Shawn Michaels is the way I think of it, you know. Uh, so to watch that, you know, and to be there for that moment was definitely, uh, you know, great. I may have had high expectations maybe for surprises, but honestly, with even with what we got, this was still another enjoyable Royal Rumble match, man. You know, uh, at that point, I was conserving my voice. But we were all still ready for the ride, and it was still a good ride, man, you know. And in some ways, it was probably better than the men's rumble. But uh, I love that, you know, uh, I love both matches, and I thought Rhea's performance and the way they orchestrate, orchestrated that, that finish with Oscar and Liv, you know, at, at the end, that was just beautifully done, man. It was, uh, I, don't know, I, don't know if I, I don't know if I can think of a more well-executed, like, Raw Rumble yeah. finish now, when you think about the circumstances, you know, with the, you know, basically Rhea being in the skin the cat position to to actually pull the scissors or the miss before that or, you know, Liv Morgan's circumstances at the time. And the fact that she would she was, you know, uh, about to make, you know, a version of history at number two, you know what I'm saying? So another reason why it's like, why didn't you just let her be number one? But whatever. Uh, this was uh, I thought Rhea winning obviously was the right choice. Uh, and I thought the reason going into this is because not only did she seem like the strongest woman overall, she had an angle on either side. Uh, no matter who's the, no matter uh, out of the two champions currently, she had a good angle either either way. And I thought that's the way you go with Rhea. And uh, and here we go. And I thought this was an awesome, awesome way to uh, do the women's Royal Rumble match. So again, I gave it a little, maybe a little height, and I gave it four point nine. Five. <laughs> but this was a well, quick question and trivia. I'll, I'll ask you, Mon. You said Ray mm-hmm. Ripley made history. Who are the one at uh, number one at uh, number one position in the Royal Rumble? There's the, Ripley is the fourth person. It's Sean twice, right? Oh no, no, he, oh, it's four different people. Sean, but I could have. Wasn't it Stone Cold? Twice. I don't I, think he did it. Did Stone Cold do it? Because I swear Stone Cold did. At one, came out at one and won it. Well, Shawn Michaels... It was definitely someone else. Shawn Michaels did it in I feel like it was. Uh, the and then one... he did two the next year, I think, right? He yeah. came in two the next year and one, I think. It doesn't Maybe. matter. It uh, doesn't matter see. about that. But, I'll say, 2004, uh, Chris... Yeah, of ben... course, obviously. I didn't want to say that one <laughs> yeah. yet. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I'm trying to say. think of another one to say. 
Chris Benoit. I remember that one. Yeah, Chris Benoit did it. Yeah. The other one mm-hmm. I remember uh, because it was my very first Royal Rumble. And I watched it in uh, 1999. All right. And the man. Oh, oh, it's Vince, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Vince. Yes, it is Vince. I forgot he came oh out first that year. So, oh my god, look at that for a name. You know what? I just looked up. I just looked up. I thought it was. I thought it was Stone Cold, but it wasn't Stone Cold. But Stone Cold won the Royal Rumble like two years in a row. Yeah, he won 97, 98, and then I Yeah, he won right before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was getting confused. He should have won. Then they screwed off in that fair. year, right? Yeah, yeah Austin should have won. The Rock came out, distracted him, and and man. Eliminated Stone Eliminated them. One of the worst yeah, rumbles of so all yeah. time, but the list of people, Shawn Michaels, <laughs> Mr. McMahon, Chris Benoit, Ray Ripley. You can see why they wanted other people on the list. Finally, ass. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they can only say Shawn Michaels. <laughs> no, it's not others. Ripley did set Shawn new, and Rhea. Ripley did set a new record for longest time. Spent in a rum- women's rumble match at mm-hmm. one hour, one minute, and eight seconds, breaking the record set by Bianca Belair at the 2021 Royal Rumble. Uh, so, Jackson, what were your thoughts on the women's rumble match then? Because it was all enjoyable. Yeah, I think um, I kind of think I actually enjoyed the women's slightly more than I enjoyed the men's, but I feel like it was because uh, there was so so much variety that came out of the women's that made you question okay well I don't know who's gonna win then like I I think for me realization hit early on that Cody is returning and Cody is winning this um whereas yeah you had a lot more I think you know uh a lot more questions going involved um getting involved and you just also had like so much scope to think who could return um I just I I enjoyed the whole of it. Uh, I gave the women's Royal Rumble a five. Um, I mean, Gina, what were your thoughts? I mean, I gave it a four point nine. I think I was just a little bit bitter that I did shit in both Rumbles. So really, whoa, I'm just going to say whoa. you, you got three out of three with who eliminated the men's. No one's ever done. Oh more. my god, it's a shit when it comes to the actual end points, though. Come on. Well, no, I'm I'm disappointed. Disappointed. I mean, you never know because if you if you continue to like build up on your bonus points, you could end up becoming like the unsung hero at the end. That's true. Well, I'm hoping that that why, goes. Why are you Why are you motivating her? Come on, man. <laughs> Where's the competition? Once she starts like, getting up there with the points, then I can bash her down. You know, like I'm not going to bash her with the race down. Whoa! 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 Um. Yeah. So no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a very rumble match. My only issue, uh, we know Pat came back, but sometimes it felt like all three were shouting, up, and there was a couple of points they all shouted, and I think even Michael back like was out loud. So again, it's, there's a difference in working together as like a team and kind of jumping in over. Again, Corey and Pat probably haven't worked together, so that was probably partly. And Corey, uh, predictions. We all went Ripley. There, it means that. Gina, three points. Points. Jaxie Monty on three. I am on four. Uh, and bonus points. Well, we all went live for number one, so we all get a point. I don't care if you do. Send me emails if you want. Fuck you. Number three. <laughs> I went Baszler. Gina <laughs> went Mickey James. Monty went Ronda. Uh, it was Nia Jax and Jaxie. So no points there. Final four. Mm. 
was Cross, Oscar, Ripley and Liv. Jaxi put uh, Ronda, Ripley, Eo, and Raquel, so got a point. Gina put Oscar, Raya, Naomi and Ronda with Ripley. Uh, I put Ripley, Baszler, Gonzalez and put Raya, Becky, Baylor, two points. Santino, uh, quickest. Monty went for Numph. I went for Bailey. <laughs> Jaxi went, went Natty. Gina went Emma. It was Chelsea. No point. Iron Man, longest. I went for Liv. Jackson went Raquel. Monty went Bailey. No points. Gina went for Rhea. So a point there for Iron there we Man. Go. Most eliminations. Jackson put Ronda. Uh, Gina put Ronda. I put Gonzalez, no points. Monty put Raya, gets a point. Uh, who? Hey. So, <laughs> we're not done too great on this, but who eliminates who? Uh, I put Oscar eliminates EO, Lynch eliminates Bailey, Basil, you're right, I've got no points for that. Jaxi put Liv eliminate Raquel, Oscar eliminate EO, Basil eliminate Ronda, no points. Gina put Bailey eliminate Kai, Ray eliminate Oscar, Naomi eliminate Nat, one point. And Monty put Ray eliminate Beth, Becky eliminates Bailey, Ray eliminates Becky. You're right, no points. <laughs> Surprises. Monty <laughs> Monty put Naomi, Blair, Miko, and Beth Phoenix. No points. None um, of them. No, no. It's a shame because if you put Beth early, uh, Gina put Naomi, Mickey James, and Melina. No points. I put Molly Holly, Gigi <laughs> Dolan, and Oscar. One point. Jaxie put Naomi, Oscar and Jack, so two points. So scores for the women at the moment. I'm on four. Well, I'm on four. Monty's on four. Jaxie, Gina is at five. So it means the bonus point scores right now is, and and Gina, you can take, you can can have a go at Jack. Jaxie's last on eight points. All right, with bonus scores. Monty is on nine I am tied on 11 with Gina. So at the moment, Gina and I are up of bonus league. So Gina, you did the Rumble winning. Uh, you won the Rumble. See how everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so bitter. But to be honest, I still, if I'm truly honest, I don't feel like I've won. <laughs> that was the greatest reaction right. we've ever Take had. Take the fun out of it before. <laughs> Good job, James. <laughs> <laughs> well... After several video packages and a performance from Hardy, do you know what? When I saw Hardy at the Rumble, I thought you're joking. Is that where Jeff is? But no, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that joke's been done a hundred times. It was time for the main event, and honestly, I think it has been nearly twenty years. It might be even a 2006 Royal Rumble where Rumble match wasn't the main event. You kind of thought shit was going down. And Monty, I asked Gina and Jaxie a question on a live show, asking them if this was Sami Zayn's last night in the bloodline. And they promised me. So we're going to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Adam. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. The third time they have met her at Rumble, which I'm sure is a record somewhere as well. And I think they've met the Rumble, the duration. So it's like the eight Rumble we've done on the pod. Kevin Owens versus Reigns has been a match at three of them. So I'm glad that they're changing it up a little bit, I suppose. <laughs> um, like I said, Monty, the entrances. I mean, Owens always going to get a good pop. But Roman is just... Mm-hmm. And, and I would even say the Jackson and Gina when we were at the Clash. The, the Drew was massive, but Roman, it's just, you know, greatness. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's everything they make it out to be on commentary yeah. when he's walking out. It literally feels like that. Everyone, it doesn't matter if they had the merch on or not, everyone stood up as soon as the music hit. And I'm telling you, the, by the way, Roman takes his sweet time. Mm-hmm. Sweet time. And I'm telling you, the entire inter- I sat down halfway through it because I'm not going to wait for him <laughs> to do everything he does. But everyone is standing and still putting ones up. Even the people that you know, the cameras or Roman cannot see you. But hey, everyone was acknowledging the tribal chief when he came out there. That's how much he means. Hmm? I was stood up with my one in the air watching the goddamn TV, yeah? <laughs> I was annoyed in the tribal chief and the tribal chief ain't even nowhere near me in the UK <laughs> exactly but that's exactly how it was the entire ring everyone was putting the ones up man so like you said there's nothing like it man he he feels completely and this is so, I, I've seen him live back in the wrestling like you know I talk, we talked about Wrestlemania 34 in the past it was nothing like that he almost a, di- a completely different guy now Jay. Yeah. By comparison to what he was when the Roman Reigns that that guy was at WrestleMania 34. He's just on another level. He is a god. Like again, not to be too yes. dramatic, but uh, you know, he is a god. <laughs> there's no there's no kind of way around it. But the crowd chanting Sammy Uso as well and showing uh, just how popular Sammy was as we see the tribal chief circle each other and lock up. He started at a slow pace. Reigns turned KO inside out with a shoulder tackle before Owens nailed him with a back elbow. Owens slipped when he tried to hit a moonsault and fell on top of Reigns in an awkward way. But both men recovered and it was Owens' fault for trying something fancy. Uh, anyway, once they started throwing punches, the pace picked up. The champ had the upper hand. He began uh, taking KO. But the spear couldn't get the job done. Owens had the match won after a pop-up powerbomb, but the ref was knocked out and the count... Reigns nailed him with a low blow and tried to use a chair that Zane threw in the ring, but KO hit him with a stunner. And I tell you what, and again, Gina and Jax will tell you, Monty, because when McIntyre hit that Claymore, I thought it was job done. The stunner and the close fall for brilliant. I, I guess every shit was how close that ball was. Yes. <laughs> we thought it was over. He hit the stunner. The hesitation that Sammy had right before that, we was like, "Oh my goodness, Sammy gonna cost him the belt." But yeah, it was it was awesome. Man. It really yeah, it was, was an awesome false finish. Yeah, I said to better to be there and experience it must have been like I said another level and another spear couldn't keep KO down. Sammy telling Kevin Owens to stay down, and that's when you know you've got the story invested. KO was speared through the barricade, and and I tell you something. I mean, Jaxie, we've watched a lot of wrestling. But, and a lot of dangerous stuff as well, just in like John Moxley. The way Owens hit his head on the looked fucking... Oh, my God, yes. Uh, it, you know, not even just once. Like, he fucking did it twice. I, I definitely was like, oh, God. I don't know if he's going to be able to carry on with the match. I was looking at... I was I was keeping an eye on the ref because I was thinking to myself, we're, we're about to see those signs come up, you know? Um, really, really shocked that we didn't because even when you look at the second hit that Roman delivers to him on the steps, you see the man's head ricochet mm-hmm. off of the steps. And it's like on the, the, the crevice of the of the the step itself. Like I can't I, I felt I felt I got concussed watching it. This is the thing and it's like Reigns went into like head smushing. Like he would yeah. have caved in if this was a movie, Owen's skull would have been that's what um Reigns wanted to do. And again, the story of he could have maybe have Owens tough as anything, you know, spear after spear. 
But Reigns could have had that one at the side of takeout because of the whole kind of Sami Zayn situation. Owens showing his toughest man to get in the ring. A fourth spear to finally put KO away. Um, so we'll do thoughts on the match first. I mean, Gina. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go into this match thinking KO would win. I thought we were going to get a great match, which we did. Um, but I think I just kept going, right, someone's going to get involved. Right, no, right right now someone else is going to get involved. And I think I had more expectations for the, the tomfoolery of the match than what actually happened. So, um, yeah, I, w- I was pleasantly surprised, though, because I really enjoyed it. They both gave, like, really good shots. And like you said, there was that near fall where it's like, shit, is he actually getting this? So um, I definitely enjoyed it. And again, I think by this point, me and my sister had drunk quite a lot. And we we literally just thought we were the Usos. So yeah, I was I was still happy with it. What would you score the match out of five? Oh, I'm gonna give it a five. This is Daddy Reigns. He'll beat me if he doesn't. Oh, maybe, maybe I should give it a low. low. <laughs> yeah, give it a two. See what so it no, I'll give it yeah. a five. I'll give it a five. <laughs> yeah, you can come beat me, Daddy Reigns, for sure. But no, I'll give it a five. A full five. Uh, so, Jaxie, what would you score the match out of? Yeah, this is a this is a five for me. Uh, it was a mo- great match, um, okay. and it just like my my overall score also come um, is a result of what we're about to discuss, which happens after the match. But like all, all together, all in all, in a sweet little package, a five. Monty, how did the crowd react to the match? Because, like I said, we're all expecting when the match finished. Did you think that was it? Now were there people going home or? It was a couple of uh, unfortunate people, I guess, who decided to leave. Uh, it was no way I was leaving, you know, with every, with the, you know, with those with them still out there. I figured something was going to happen. Either Sammy was going to get the the, you know, acknowledged and become full fledged into the bloodline, or you know, we were going to get something else. So I waited it out. But you know, like I said, I never forget the experience of just being in that match and ex- experiencing it. You know, doing the ooh-ahs with Roman as he got ready to... By the way, every time he he did that, he his spear got reversed. So, I think he should stop <laughs> doing that. It's uh, when he but, doesn't. He hits it. Weird. Yeah, when he doesn't do the ooh-ah, it actually works pretty well. He doesn't so stand he in the ring. Yeah, just hears a ooh-ah. Yeah. Guys, I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> right. Maybe I should get out of the way or throw a kick. Um, but you know, it was even, the match itself was even better to me once I rewatched it and heard everything that Roman was saying during the match. Sammy's body language, like you can't, I, I, you know, they didn't really put Sammy on the screen in the building as much as they kind of kept it focused on the match. So to see Sammy's body language and the dialogue, like you mentioned, him telling uh, Kevin to just give up, it only made the match even better, you know, so uh, I also gave it five stars, man. I was really into this, and that's another thing. A lot of us were tired, like you mentioned. None of us wanted that hardy performance, so while that was going on, we were just like, bro, like, can we get to the to what we're here for? It's a five-hour show. It's almost 11 p.m. or past 11 p.m. We just get this going on. Uh, can we get to the main event, what we're actually here for? And I promise you, you could not tell that people were restless and ready to go because once Roman and, and Kevin got started, we were c- completely invested in what the bloodline had going on. Oh, what happened afterwards? Here we go. Uh, I've got a lot of pressure on me trying to do this without fucking it up as well because of how good it actually was. So anybody that is, I mean, that would be crazy. That would be like yes. me going, 
And look, the Undertaker throws Mankind in the cell. You know, you can't get the impact unless you've kind of seen Right. This. Anyway, as Jey Uso... Please go watch it. Yeah. As Jey Uso was about to put the lay on Zane, Reigns stopped Uso's and Solo Sokoa to keep on beating, defeated them. They beat the fucking piss out of Kevin Owens. They handcuffed him, took turns hitting super kicks <laughs> over and over. Even the young bucks... It was so nifty. Even the young bucks would say, that's too much. <laughs> that it lasted forever, Jay. You don't understand. God. Uh, and they took Reigns, their time. Fuck me, it was just, it was a demolition. And Reigns picked up the chair, preparing to nail Owens when Zane stepped. This, again, the pop for this, and the moment where Zane just stepped between them. The first time, really, that like, he has kind of said that maybe it was beneath the tribal chief. So Reigns handed Zane, as you use this. <laughs> there was one moment where it looked like Zane was going to hit Reigns straight away, and then kind of backed mm-hmm. off, which again, fed in, because it wasn't. The obvious, you know, of the back of, right. you know, and Zane, you could tell when he, like I said, the camera work, looking, realising his decision, rain, and my God, Monty, I've heard many a pops in my life, and Jack speak about on <laughs> TV, but lie, that must have been the biggest noise of the night, because it's one of the biggest pops I've ever heard. Of. Oh man, everyone lost. Everyone lost because the entire time Kevin was getting beat, we had people. We were just begging anyone to help Kevin. Like it was Sammy Chats. They at one point they wanted Jay Uso to step in, even though he was doing the beating. Like, like, like every people just wanted someone to save Kevin, and Sammy was just standing there, and just like the anticipation. Like you said, they built it up perfectly. So, and then you get the way he did it, chair in the back. You know what that looked like, right, James? Oh, like, come on, man! It was a perfect callback. Yeah, it was a perfect callback to what happened to Roman. And then the way Roman sold the chair shot, Roman looked exactly. back, and you, and he, it's like he self, he saw a ghost. It's like mm-hmm. Seth Rollins haunted him. You know what I mean? Oh. It, and he, he kind of uh, put his head down in the corner in like frustration after Sammy did it. You know, and then the delay, you know, uh, you and Jay Uso after it happened. Oh, it was just you, perfect. But you could even perfect. say with the kind of Reigns moment, like you said, just like the shield he turned or when Seth Rollins. And Reigns from that moment when it happened back in the like, built the bloodlust wouldn't happen again. It would never happen again. Exactly. To trust him. And it happened. You know, Zayn making that choice. And another bit, like you said, the bit I fucking loved about it as well was like Jimmy going, nah, 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 man. You motherfucker, kind of. <laughs> And super right. kicking Zane, like shooting him in the fucking head and leaving mm-hmm. him lay. And Jay just sitting in the corner Come. like he just, you know, seen his, his it parents broke him. fight. Like, exactly. It, you know, and Solo being the kind of beast he is and just beating the shit out of uh, Sami Zayn. No questions there. Nothing at all. He is the destroyer of the bloodline. That's what he's put there to do. And Jay stood motionless, leaving the ring. Walking away and getting the cheer. See, the cheering for Jay, even in that moment of this kind of walking away. Rain with a look on his face, you know, a bit distraught. Jay right. has worked out. His anger out. And you destroyed my family. family. Yeah, oh, my God. Barrage of chair shots, ripping the T-shirt, getting the lay and putting it down hey. like it's Sammy Sainz. You and know? that was a callback, too. The chair shots was just like he did to Self last year mm-hmm. when Self, you know, pissed him off in the note in the D- and got DQ. He went crazy with the chair just like that. So, and, then, and yeah, just keep going. Well, no, as I say, then, you know, Reigns finish fuck you, Roman. Chair. Yes. I mean, now, Mitch, we just went from acknowledging him. We, we were all. Oh, my God. Had all yeah. the love in the world. 
But when he did that to Sammy, that we turned on him hard, man. Like everyone, yeah. fuck you, Roman. Little kids who probably had no business saying it. <laughs> F you, Roman. <laughs> so yeah, they were into it, man. And then what's even scarier, as the kind of the end of the Rumble, Roman's last words to Solo was, "We're at war now. Let's go to work." <laughs> Which again is just like, "Fuck me, man." So we're all gonna take turns, <laughs> so basically. Good. You know, orgasming over this. Uh, I mean, Monty, I know you were alive about something else, but uh, Gina, first and foremost, we start with what were your this? Yeah, I wasn't ready. I mean, if you listened to the previous show, you would have heard my predictions for what was going to happen at this rumble. So I was way off base, like super off base. I was really annoyed with myself, to be honest, um, because I was ice cold. I literally didn't see this happening right now. I saw this happening at some point but not right now. And so the fact that it was happening, I was drunk and being over the top. I probably was being dramatic, but that is my middle name. So I I couldn't believe it. I thought it felt like a betray- betrayal of my own family from both ends. For starters, I was like, no, Sammy, don't turn on Roman yet. And then at the same time, I was like, no, don't turn on Sammy. <laughs> so it was, I totally get what Monty says in terms of how it went. It was mad to switch from, you know, all acknowledging the tribal chief as he's coming out to then go, fuck you, Roman, at the end of it. It's just madness. It's crazy. It was, it was crazy. Like, everything was per- everybody was perfect. Like I said, Jimmy, with, with how he reacted, uh, especially when you consider he was Sammy's friend to begin with the whole relationship with, with jay and kind of walked away the way solo was where roman roman was monster i mean i'm in i was so invested that i actually personally felt like crying seeing them all breaking up it was just too much for me it was overwhelming my sister had to get me another drink you know it was just um it was it was not a good time to be drunk and just trying to you know feel like, feel like you, you know, i literally feel like you know, my partner had just slapped me in the face or something. And he was like, he didn't even know what was happening. And yeah, there's me like just shouting abuse, like, this is your fault. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then my sister's getting involved and we just start blaming him. So this is all yeah, his fault. man just, he sat there watching yeah. Netflix on his iPad with his ear. Yeah. And it, all of a sudden he's got, what we think are the Uso twins coming at him like he's Kevin Owens and this is your fault (laughs) yeah Um, but yeah overall um, you know this did exactly what it needed to do this actually brought out everyone's emotions Uh, the fuck you Roman chants were hard to hear but definitely necessary like I never shouted it not even at my TV but I definitely felt it I was like Roman how could you do this to Sammy um, but then again, like you guys said, Roman had such great reactions, you know, just even from the chair shot, he really just genuinely looked conflicted. Like you actually did it. You actually did it, Sammy, you know? So again, I'm still invested. I need to see what happens. Raw pissed me off because you didn't give me any of this. So hopefully we'll get some tomorrow night, uh, get get an update tomorrow night. Yeah, but this is the thing, and, and again, the reason why the Owen, why it needed to be so bad is for Sammy to say, look, enough is, you, you, yeah. you've done you. If it was just like a normal match and a spear, could I, well, why is Zane getting involved now? But couldn't, again, take it, and again, it was what Kevin's saying to him, take your shot first, 
because he's going to do it to you eventually. Uh, you know, and the thing I loved about it most, and Monty's about the crowd. Wasn't the fuck you, Roman? You know, even where Owens is handcuffed, Zayn is in the middle of the ring. Ow. All we go after you, that. Not to the days of yeah. fucking Stone Cold, even like the crowd want to see Zayn come back and fight. Like, so experience it live, Mon. Do you think it, again, this might be biased, do you think this is the greatest story told? Especially in the last couple of decades. Yeah, man. I, in the last 15 years, for from especially from a purely storytelling you know, standpoint, this this is literally the best story, or the greatest story they've put together, they've told in this company, in my opinion, in the, 15, in the last 15 years at least. Because it's just like you mentioned, it's just so layered. You know, it's so it's everything is connected, and uh, it's just so well done. You know, uh, and, and they keep adding layers as they keep it going. So far as the years have went by, the bloodline story has just only gotten more and more, you know, interesting. And like I said, that was like you mentioned, it was just pure cinema, man. To sit back, to be able to watch that, to have a video of it now uh, in my, I have video of basically the whole segment in my phone. I'll never forget that I was there when that happened. And it was just special. Everything about it was special. Like I said, Jay Uso kind of being broken mentally because at the end of the day, you know, the reason why people chanted for Jay so hard is because we know how this began. Uh-huh. We know what happened. You know, the only reason why Roman beat Jay was because of what Roman was about to do to his brother. No, so no, it's I, still... I was about to say, did you think as well? Well, there was a moment even when Sane first hit with the chair. And I don't know if Jay was either going, why are you doing it, Sammy? Or even a kind of like, not yet. Right. This wasn't the plan, you know, in a fucked up way. Maybe yeah, he's like, like what it. are you, so, right, right. It's like, what are you doing? And I think the more he realized that Sammy had the guts to do kind of what he haven't had the guts to do as the right hand man, it kind of, it kind of struck him because he actually grew to respect Sammy. Like it took longer for Sammy to get that respect, but he actually respected him while at the same time, it looks like the other brother's friendship was a little bit, you know, phony, you know, because yeah. like we said, handshakes and all of that. And yeah, he looked a little agonized at first, but he also was very frustrated with his brother for not jumping on Sammy. Also, he, he said, you know, you, that, that's that he like your brother. No, I'm your brother. We your brothers, basically. So the fact that, that, that you get that from someone like Jimmy, who was very, very friendly to Sammy the entire time, it just show you how cold blooded. You know, pun intended, the bloodline can be. This is and like gym. you mentioned, Roman looked very, very like he just looked. Oh yeah, he looks like a freaking menace. Like that's the reason why he got that chance because of just like you said, just how cold he seemed to be. Like from that stair spot on, we were all worried about Kevin. Like a hush came over the crowd when the stair spot happened. So when you think about how long Kevin continued to get beat, and we find we had to watch Sammy sit through that. Like, we were kind of with Sammy experiencing all that tra- that traumatic stuff that was happening to Kevin. And, and this is the thing, and even with somebody Jimmy, if he proved that he might like that the bloodline come first, and the question right. about Jay, it, this is like I said, either going back of Roman being there, I mean, why couldn't Jay? I'm sure it will lead to kind of as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it might be predictable in certain ways when it happen. But right. again, if they do Zane and Reigns in Montreal, it is going to That's what it sounded like. Oh, my goodness. Whoa, what a special, <laughs> special, what a special event. And not just because Monty was there live. I mean, we all enjoyed it. Even if you weren't, we'd be saying how great it was. And we're going to talk about it now anyway. But we do final predictions first. Because we went Roman. Five up. So we end the WWE Paper League. Gina on three. 
Monty and Jaxie on four. I get five. Five out of five, gentlemen. Yes, a perfect, which means hey. bonus points. So it means W Prediction League. Prediction League, I'm 1-0 up. Bonus League, Jaxie on eight. Monty on nine. He's on 11. And I am on 12. Oh, don't that. Next points are for NXT Venge. Should we do predictions for Battle in the Valley? Yeah, I mean, other than... Because I don't even know who the Ocala defending his belt is. Yeah, and it's coming up. So, yeah, I don't I don't suggest doing that one. <laughs> we'll do NXT. And we'll do overall. Um, Jaxie, first up, the Royal Rumble 2023. What is your... Um, who's your MVP of the night? Um, I'm, my MVP of the night was Gunther. Uh, he he was brilliant from beginning to end. So yeah, he's my uh, MVP. Gina, what about you? Ditto, Gunther. Yeah, uh, Monty. Yeah, man, he he set the biggest tone. You know, left left one of the biggest impressions of the night. You know, the, probably the biggest, probably one of the biggest performances I, I've ever seen. Because this is first, well, at least his second Royal Rumble. I think he made entry before. But still, this is a big, big deal for me. We've all gone gun for mm-hmm. there. Match was all main event. Uh, so rating out of ten, then uh, Gina, what was your rating of the twenty twenty? Oh, this is hard because I'm I'm bitter because of some of the choices I made, but I also am bitter because the in between matches were just not premium live event worthy matches in my eyes. Um, so in overall, I'm going to give it an eight. And I think that's just deducting a point for the two matches in between. Jaxie, what about you? I mean, yeah, I, I enjoyed these, uh, like sort of these Royal Rumble matches over the uh, the Royal Rumble matches from 2022. So I'm actually going to give it an eight and three quarters. Um, you know, I think it would have been higher had maybe I my predictions come true, uh, but I felt a little bit deflated. Um, after seeing not many returns that I expected. So, yeah, we'll see what comes up in Elimination Chamber. Right. Well, I think I would say for a, for an event that was four hours and 20, it did fly by. And yes, like you said, some of the matches, well, the, the two matches, you know, Bray and the women's title match, but based off the enjoyment of the two Rumble in event, I think it was a cracking show. So, Monty, I know you've probably gone really high with this. So, <laughs> You give me yours first, right? And then I'll try and back it up, so to speak. So what have you rated? Yeah, you're hundred. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. I'm definitely high. Uh, and you know, some of the most fun I ever had, man. I, like I said, I recommend. I I know it may not be possible, but if anyone can get a chance to go to a Raw Rumble, I don't care the year, do it. I just so happen to go this year. And experience, uh, like you know, very, very seeing very, very special moments, and just like I said, no one does the moments. And I know Triple H love to say no one does spectacle. Maybe, like, maybe that's what they, you know. That's, here we go, word for word. No one does spectacle like WWE, but uh, you know, no one does spectacle. Well. Hey, <laughs> right? Oh yeah, you're right. I missed, I missed the grunt. <laughs> I missed the grunt. Uh, but anyway, I'll never forget this. Uh, the drawbacks for me. As an audience member, was way more, was more so about like you know the, the experience in the Alamo Dome. It didn't really have anything to do with WWE as much, so I didn't really have anything negative as a fan that on the show. And then when I watched it back, I was like, you know what? I'm definitely probably highly rating it because I've probably seen better Royal Rumbles or better premium live events. But I disagree wholeheartedly with some of the people I saw saying it wasn't a good show. 
So I, I gave it nine and a half. Like I said, that's very, very high. But I really, really enjoyed myself. Now, I, I, that, to be fair, I probably fucked myself for the rest of the year, but I'm going to give it nine. Only because... There we go. Only because, like you said, the wrestling didn't maybe stand out. But that main event was... And I've watched yes. that, I've oh watched that segment. Like you said, I'm sure all of us here have watched that segment multiple times. Like, it, it is special what we've seen. And again, what could be even bigger is Cody Rhodes winning the Rumble. Because this could be the end of Roman Reigns losing right. the Universal Championship. So to start a year by setting their stall out and saying, this is your Intercontinental Champion. This is what he, you know... This is your WWE champion. Mm-hmm. This is what you can do. Yeah, so you to look at it as well. Cody Rose winning the Royal Rumble, going on to it sets the stall out for the entire for WWE. There's no better way, and they, they they smashed it out of the park. You know, every Cody could have had a negative reaction because the Sami Zayn thing didn't happen, and the Sami Zayn reaction was and it was a press conference as as well. Do you want to catch that? Ray Ripley was first. She dislocated her knee and can smell blood. But apart from that, she says she's the coast. Bray Wyatt was next. He said time and pressure for this match to work be something at some point. Well, thanks. Uh, he said all the years compared to Taker, he's the only one. <laughs> Cody was next. He talked to the night before the Rumble. He said in 2009 he was the final four and thought he'd win the Rumble. Little did he know it would be 10 years. He also said Roman's number one. And Cody got very... If anything, the press conference afterwards helped me. Because... I think the problem is, and Jax's has been the same, Sami Zayn, we want Sami Zayn to, and there might be a little bit of cash if he loses and Cody, you know? So I think the press conference with Cody with emotion, talk about what it means. He needs to do more than that, care. I'm not going to care more for Cody or Sami, but he needs to level. I think that's... Yep. Um, yeah, they, I think, you know, it's pretty hard when you've got one champion, uh, one person being double champion, so... It's hard because you just uh, at this point now the the question going into WrestleMania is is Roman coming out losing both nights? Is he fighting both nights? Is he going to be end up facing two different people for the for the title? So yeah, there's a lot you know that we we have to take into consideration on the road to WrestleMania now. A shallow of a doubt. Finally, raw notes. Ripley picked Charlotte. Um, Gina, was that a good idea? Uh, Bianca Belair spoke about wanting to face either Ripley or Charlotte at Mania, so they did Ripley versus. Uh, <laughs> are you are you happy to see Ripley versus Charlotte again? Um, no, not really. Uh, nothing to do with the thought with the fact that like she that they're facing each other again. My thought process at the time I was making my choices, Ronda was still the champion. So for me, I didn't think that Rhea would be going for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I thought she was going to go for Bianca's championship because she's on Raw anyway. So it makes sense. Um, But I also thought that would be a nice, fresh kind of storyline for both Rhea and Bianca in not having the same matches that we've kind of seen them have for the past, I don't know, three, four months. Um, So I I was actually looking forward to seeing her face Bianca. but in all honesty, it does make sense that they're going to do this match again because of the opportunity that Rhea missed out on when she lost to Charlotte last time. Do I want to see it again? No, not really, if I'm truly honest. I would have been more excited to see Bianca versus Rhea at WrestleMania. Yeah, but but we... that's my personal opinion. 
Well, I think we'll see what happens. I think Jaxie was asked to mention it because we are on the road to wrestle. I should have said it eight times during this Rumble show, but I haven't. Uh, and finally, well, first off, Monty, is anything we've not talked about that you want to mention that happened? I think we've covered pretty much everything. It's been a full-on review. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty good one. Uh, I Again, like I mentioned earlier, I agree. Uh, I definitely would have liked Bianca and Rhea, but I think maybe they're looking at it like uh, Rhea and Bianca is going to be our faces of our divisions going forward. So we're going to do that. It just may not be right now. But definitely I would I would have wanted it. But also another thing I want to mention is I like what Cody did on Raw, making it a kind of like a bloodline reference of, a you know, making it about his family and then what we know where Roman is and how much family means to him. So I do like that connection. It was a connection that I didn't think about uh, before his promo, so uh, you can. And by the way, he did. A, I want to give him this. Raw is so much better when Cody's around, man. It, it just felt different, I guess. But other than that, that was it. No, that, that. And I will say my final thing: credit to NXT. I don't know what people are going to say. What the fuck has NXT UK got to do? Well, I mean, I was going to take that. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about Gunther or Volta, one of the most dominant NXT UK champions oh, of yes, all time? Sir. If it wasn't for NXT UK. Where, where what happened and how they built him up, he wouldn't have gone an hour in a Royal Rumble. What about Rhea Ripley, the very first mm-hmm. NXT UK Women's NXT Champion, UK. who has finally mm, yes. been the first NXT UK Women's Wrestler to win the Royal Rumble, you know? Let's not forget. And how can we... Well, that's enough. But NXT UK, credit to them. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> I just want to say that. Don't forget, we're across all social media. Twitter at Devonar Podcast. I'm at Devonar JR. You can find the entire Devonar team on the Twitter banner. Monty, where can people find you, listen to you, f- uh, see your photos and videos from the Royal Rumble? Oh, yeah. You want to check some of my vi- the video out that I posted. Uh, you want to check out some of my, my content. You go to at my Monty Pod on Twitter. And uh, like I said, I'm going to probably be doing another review uh, where I just kind of give you a more in-depth review of the entire trip, the, my entire time in San Antonio for the Royal Rumble. So check that out on my newest podcast when it drops. Keep tabs on my Twitter and you will be updated when it's ready. Hello, without Jaxie, where can people find and follow you? Um, I'm across both Instagram and Twitter at Jaxie Scarlett. And Gina? You can find me on both at Purple Pain. So on Facebook and Instagram, across all Google platforms, send us an email at www.podcast.com. YouTube, the podcast, we will let us clips and podcasts at the same time on YouTube to do SoundCloud on your phone. Also, Spotify and iTunes, where you can rate, where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. No, uh, the next episode was, well, Monty, we were planning an NXT update this weekend, but with only three episodes, should we stick on to Vengeance <laughs> Day review for next week? <laughs> Save us right. two. Right, yeah, I, I, I prefer it that way. <laughs> <laughs> There's no point me. I mean, I love doing shows here, but three episodes is will be done in 20 minutes. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> will be next Tuesday, NXT Vengeance Day. The entire team will be doing well. But until then, I've been James Reynolds, was joined by the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. Jaxie, I'm sorry it didn't work out with bonus points, but mm-hmm. the year is still young. I mean, this is just lesson well learned, you know. Um, I've definitely got to, got to get more tactical on this. So this is just the start of the year. Watch by the end of the year. I'll be slaying it. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah. And also the mind of Monty. And again, for, thanks for uh, joining us and telling us your side of the story. Because like you said, sometimes, and I don't think you have tonight, when you go to you can romance it. Thank you, thank you. And, you know, it's still F.U. Roman. 
And another person that would probably F you, Roman, the genius of Gina. <laughs> Thank you for joining me, Gina. I hope you've enjoyed Thanks. yourself. Yeah, of course, as always. It's been fun. Until next time. Well, thanks. And bye.